With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Well, welcome home, family. It's, it's your, your mom, mom and dad. dad. Good morning, Ooh. everyone. Good afternoon. Good, Good evening. Afternoon. Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening from, we love you. Wow. He's starting off so positive again. Yes. Well, I have something to change the mood. And family, mm. it is this. I hold right now the your mom and dad truth box. Yes. Now, Obviously, we're recapping the Golden Bachelor and the Bachelor in Paradise uh, episodes. And if you watched Bachelor in Paradise this week, you saw the Paradise Truth Box. So here's the thing. Evan and I were inspired. Mm -hmm. We watched it and we thought, you know what? You know what a good way is to have peace and harmony mm -hmm. in the house? It's putting this box out, dropping in thoughts, you know, just yeah. exposing our truths, really yes. getting them out there. So I see fireworks <laughs> ahead of us. I see fights on the horizon. <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's a very healthy way yeah, to communicate totally. how you're processing. I mean, we saw it on the sand, right? That's we saw true. Aaron smash the box into smithereens I, I like to, I and then expose all of the truths. And I it was a prefer, very healthy way of communication. Yeah, and that was hilarious, too, because I just prefer to call it his anger box. Because, <laughs> you know, he just immediately switched over into like rage mode and is just like, enough with the fun and games. No more fun stuff. Listen, I, ha I, I, I have a lot to say. <laughs> Listen, Aaron was out there and he was like, I am now alone and I want, he went into chaos mode yes, and I did. have to say, Thanks to him. Thanks to him, he created the drama. It was Wells was doing little, like just you know. So what's your favorite taco? Yeah, and it was like, a little okay. snoozy. You it know what I mean? Snoozy. And Aaron was like, "I'm bored." So I let's see crack this box open and Correct. set the beach ablaze. Correct. So we thought we would do that in our own mm -hmm. house um, and set up our own your mom and dad truth box. So yes. there are truths in here. Yes. Um, so should we just go back Absolutely. and forth and pick some? I think so. See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Very Zelda, by the way, if you guys are watching on, uh, I was very triggered by this. If you're watching on YouTube way. in a positive way, it looks like I really wish there was some sort of, you know, armor, Zonite. weapon, Zonite thing yeah. going on there. So very, very loving this well, chest. Here we go. Should I go first? Yes, go first. Mm, okay. Let's see. Oh, I'll take this big one. Oh. <clears throat> This is very long. <laughs> <laughs> it's anonymous, so we don't know. I'm already angry. We don't, we don't even know. You okay, could have written okay, this. Could okay. Amber. Jess recommends escape rooms for every family outing. Someone help. <laughs> Everything is about escape rooms. Just yesterday, we were walking at a farmer's market, and there was an escape room nearby we walked by. <laughs> That she acted like she didn't know was there. 
Now nervous, everything we do has an escape room element. Every dinner, walk, outing may have ulterior motives. I don't. That again. This is anonymous. This is anonymous, and it's not a cry for help from. I would like here. to make something very clear that I didn't know that there was an escape room by where we were walking to. Whoever wrote that note, go ahead, Evan. You pull. To whoever this wrote time. that note, they probably don't believe you. Please, you pull. Go ahead. What a healthy way of communication. Okay. I think it is so hot. <clears throat> that Jess doesn't cook or clean and does solo escape rooms and decorates a man's life. This is whoever wrote that uh-huh. feels that way. Here, I'll and go I'm next. sure there is no, you know, I'll go next. Okay. Evan's too, <laughs> Evan's too epic in bed and is also too handsome. It can be too intimidating at times. Okay. Wonder well, who wrote that. I Go ahead. Know. Someone wrote that. Go very ahead. <laughs> telling. I think it's interesting. I mean, he is very handsome. You know, it is a truth. God bless. Evan pees the best. <laughs> no, whoever wrote this is hashing up old stuff. I think we've dealt with this on the podcast many times. Uh huh. It was something I went through, and to whoever wrote that, I think it's unnecessary to bring that up again, and also to relive my trauma in that. I feel so like to whoever, whoever wrote that, I just think it's unnecessary. I feel to like whoever, whoever wrote, that. wrote that was just wanting people to know that it's just a thing. You know, Got it was it. just more probably a passing thought for whoever wrote Got that. Just it. like a okay. moment where you're like, oh yeah. Just a thought. Just Evan a thought. Pees okay, the cool. And yeah. then, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't for for whoever wrote that. It wasn't. You know. Oh, maybe I should make sure that the um, that the sheets are washed just in case there was a dribble or something. It. it wasn't okay. anything to do okay. with someone who was about to start washing sheets. Interesting. I'll go now. Yep. Okay. We need toilet paper. Just. That feels aggressive to whoever wrote that because that feels like someone saying that it's directed towards my lack of grocery shopping and nope. appliance shopping, etc. No, I think I don't whoever even wrote that just is trying to make a hint. What toilet paper would be called? Because I just referred to it as an appliance. <laughs> yeah, so. I think I think whoever wrote that probably is just saying, "Hey, it'd be nice if you brought home some of those things we need." That's it. I don't think it's like a. I don't think whoever whoever wrote that. Yeah, go ahead, just please. Okay. Just go ahead. If Evan was a good person, he'd give up his side of the bathroom and bedroom to make space for Jess's the room. Okay, so whoever wrote that, I, I would say that Evan has given you an entire room, a bedroom, by the way, not a, not a, not a closet, not all the closet. No, no, no. A bedroom that has a small closet in it as well. So to, to whoever wrote that, I would say that you're now demanding like, like, like actual pe like chunks of the house yeah, more sure. than single bedrooms i think and to probably, that person i would say that i think that we got to focus more on the fact that the room is out of control and i would also say to that person the other day we had to have someone come inspect the house for termites and needed to get into the attic but was what was blocking this person's ability to get into the attic was the room spilling into straight up so then i had to tell the person who was expecting the termites some sort of like tale about how sorry we're in the middle of like moving stuff and like we have a storage unit where like i had to create some sort of thing because i couldn't dare just tell him sorry we have this room so i would say to that person i would say how about I would say, yes, no, you don't have to lie to the termite inspector. You know, you could just be honest about it. I would say to that person, their ability to handle that embarrassment is far superior to mine. 
that's what I would say to that person. Whoever wrote this, this note, I would say that you need to feel that embarrassment that I felt dealing with the termite guy. Okay, cool. great. I'll pull okay. another one. Okay. Let's do this one. There is someone here that farted in their sleep last night. That is not true. And whoever wrote that, I wonder wait, who it could be. Wait, no, for real? Did I really? A little bit, yeah. I did? Yeah. And just so you guys know, Jess notoriously doesn't fart. It's like very weird. It must have been some sort of... Um, and ever, the only time she's ever farted has been in bed in the middle of the night asleep. Like I'll wake up and I'll kind of like hear it and be like, wait, what was that? It must have been like some sort of inspo after watching all this poop baby talk. Like it must have gotten my oh, bowels going, you know? Interesting. Please, I think okay, there's, one there's one more. Left. Let's yeah, see I think here. so. Okay. I'm jealous of Evan. He's married to Jess. You should probably read that louder. I'm jealous of Evan. He's married to Jess. I don't know who walked in and said that, but thank you so much. What a nice compliment. I'm jealous of Evan. I don't He's know who was in our house. Maybe Jess. it was the termite inspector who oh, dropped th- that note in the I truth think box. I, know, I think I know what this is. These are two separate comments. Just I'm jealous of Evan. And also just stating a fact. He's married to Jess. So to, to that, I will say, you know what? Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry that I make you jealous and you're actually right. I am married to Jess and um, no, but all joking aside, I am a very lucky man. And um, to <laughs> my wife, to my, to my wife who wrote this, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Babe. I am very jealous. You know what I have to say? I am actually shocked and impressed that we pulled the whole time we pulled each other's. That's actually very true. And they were on the same pieces of paper. I thought I was going to... I didn't even think about I that. I thought I was going to have the opportunity to read I'm Jealous of Evan, He's Married to Jess. Oh, I was kind of hoping that I would have that opportunity. Okay. But So yeah. Very now, impressive. And actually, I think we should continue this and just kind of let everyone yeah, know how it, feels it goes. it really healthy. I'm sure for the listeners, it wasn't like listening to their parents have an un- uncomfortable argument at dinner or something like the that. The hard so sorry thing about it is it's a day ruiner. You know what I mean? Like if you're... if Like let's say we put in our little things. Yep. Then like when you come home or like you've... Let's say you had a great lunch with a friend. You come home and then you see a little note in there and it just says something like cutting or frustrating yeah mm-hmm. i feel like it's a good way to kind of ruin your day yeah we you know we love a day like, you know how most people recommend like leave sweet notes for your loved one well this is kind of the opposite this is what is he is he to sweet notes he, is, what he probably wanted to do on love is blind leave is the truth, truth box and say it upsets me that you want hundred dollar bills left around the house all day exactly forget well, about flower mondays it was a good exercise i do think it's problematic for a lifestyle uh-huh. but fun and games fun mm-hmm, and games mm-hmm. with the, with the uh, truth box over her big lols big lols <laughs> big lols <laughs> big lols i'll definitely be bringing this to um all of our family holiday get-togethers with extended family i think that's, I think that's more a the good move. way to start um any sort of family get together at the beginning everyone just drops it in you know what because i i'll be real i have pretty much 99. Nine 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 percent nice things to say about you. Yeah, I'm me being too. honest. Yeah, I had to. But dig I deep. do have a th- few things to say to family. So <laughs> that would be like catastrophic if, like, you had a big family that had like a lot of issues with each other, and then you just put a truth really, box out. I have out. the truth box. And like you're just dropping some serious heat on the parents, like they would lose their minds, yeah. and they're like, "Well, you never are around," and like, yeah, yeah. Don't anyway, recommend, but don't I will be doing it. But something that feels very cathartic. <laughs> yes. Okay, but honestly, that's probably not the best way to handle that. Um, there are much healthier, better ways for your heart. And speaking of 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What perfect timing after the truth mm. box, you know? Thank you, BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but there's just that block? Therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. You know how much Evan and I believe in therapy. Big time. It has helped us both so much individually and as a couple over the years. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Therapy has personally helped me so much over this last year. Not only processed current personal struggles, but also processed the past as well. It's helped me learn more positive coping skills and helped me set better boundaries and honestly just really how to love myself. Mm -hmm. uh, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Uh, and I've said it before and I will say it again, having it designed online to be convenient and flexible to fit your schedule can really aid in making sure that you are actually able to fit in that important therapy session regardless of your busy schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MomDad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MomDad, BetterHelp.com slash MomDad. Um, should we just dive into Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Let's, Let's just get into it. dive right in. Yes, um, please. And again, if you've been following along, we're going to start recapping from the top Golden Bachelor. And then after we're finished recapping Golden Bachelor, we're going to dive into Bachelor in Paradise, baby. Let's go. Um, okay. So this episode of The Golden Bachelor, we start off right off the top with Teresa showing Faith how she exercises. And she's like, this is how I do it. Watch this. And she's just performing for Faith. Well, it was weirder than that. She goes, I'm gonna exercise. So it was, I don't even think it was like, this is how I do it. It was like, I'm gonna exercise. It was like the first time she had ever exercised. And she's like, I'm gonna exercise. And she starts just moving her arms. And she goes, I think I'm gonna do it this way. And then she goes, I don't know what I'm doing. So it was almost like she had maybe seen someone else work out. Yeah, yeah, And she's like, I'm not going to do all that. But like, maybe this is a way I could do it. I very much related to her in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just moves her arms like this. Like she's kind of throwing punches. That moment to me was kind of the definition of Teresa. Yes. Which also then led me to really see at least from my perspective, the behind the scenes with Kathy and Teresa and why Teresa is downloading the way she is. That moment of her being like Faith sitting there and she's like, watch this. You know, and she's kind of just... She's kind of like a five-year-old. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I saw this hilarious meme the other day. It was like a video the other day. It said what it's like to be a parent. Uh -huh. And the kid walks up to the, the dad and he goes, hey, dad, watch this. And he just goes like this. <laughs> He just like moves his shoulders and kind of dances, but like not good. And the dad just goes, cool, man. Yeah. And it was like, that's what Teresa's like. Teresa just kind of comes over and goes, woo, 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 She's woo, like, watch woo. this. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. She's and then like, everybody's like, okay, I mean, I don't know what you want me to do with that. Because even then when we see Trista, you know, our first bachelorette come in and yes. all the ladies are like, oh my God, it's Trista. Teresa right away is like, oh my God, let me tell you absolutely everything. First date, he pulled up in this car. He absolutely wooed my heart. There was a flash mob. And this is a moment where everyone is like talking to Trista. Yeah. And I just wish that we would have seen how long Teresa was talking about it. Yeah. It was just like a moment where we saw Teresa and it made me feel like, I just think Teresa is just this, this doll. I think she's just a sweet, sweet woman yes. who just like, I just want to... I want everybody to know. Let's all celebrate together. Watch me work out. Hoo, 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 hoo. Listen about my date. We're all talking about it. I do feel like I believe her 
Yes. When she talks about how like she wouldn't have a problem if someone was talking to her the way she's talking about things. Oh yeah, when Kathy was like, "How would you feel if <clears throat> yeah. I came in and I said Gary's going to get rid of you?" and she'd be like, "Well, I guess that would just be how it's going to be." Yeah. I believe her. I believe that like if Kathy was walking up to her being like, and then she came to my room, it was so sweet that Teresa would go, "Oh my god, that is so sweet." Yes. And so when you're living in your own world a little bit, it is confusing when people are having an issue because you're going, "I don't really understand how that could be offensive to you." Yeah, I feel like Teresa is just kind of this sweet like I get the picture of it is Faith sitting there and you're going like hey watch this who yeah. you're just like in face just kind of watching just like, her I mean I'm not bothered by this but I also am just so confused on what's happening right now that's the definition of Teresa to yes. me I feel like the Teresa Kathy piece I love that we got some drama cooking but I feel like it is just the perfect example of two people who could not be more different in the way that they see the world and the way that they uh, analyze things like just- Teresa has never been sarcastic in her whole life Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like Teresa screams to me kind of maybe like never had like siblings roast her. Yeah. And like, you know, because like there is this thing that when you have siblings or you have friends that are like really sarcastic, you kind of got to stay on your toes because you're afraid of getting roasted sure. for behavior. <laughs> sure. She hits me as someone that like has never hung out with someone that was sarcastic because she's like, who wouldn't want to see this? You know what I mean? <laughs> And it's kind of like if you were with certain friends, they'd be like, what are you doing? And then you'd be like embarrassed and you kind of develop like. But she seems to be like she lived in like, you know, unicorn land where like everyone's just been nice her whole life. You know what I mean? Like where Kathy's the opposite. Kathy is so sarcastic and so like quick funny that like she could tell that she's like okay you gotta be funny you can't you know be yeah she's had to be like prepared at the table to exactly. throw back some Kathy's zingers. a lot reminds me a lot more of like my upbringing oh for sure she definitely which is like a little bit of survival of the fittest a little bit of like you know I also feel like for you I feel like Kathy would be like dream mom vibes Kathy You'd be cracks like, me up you love Kathy she is like your dream mother I feel like you two together you would love to have a meal with Kathy Teresa is so full of like sweet, innocent joy. Yeah. I don't even understand it. I'm kind of like, what is that? Like people exist like that. People actually live their lives. Just like they walk outside and they're like, oh my goodness, the the grass is just so green today. You know what I mean? Like she's got that just, you know, it's, it's unicorn poop that's made of, uh, you know, what, what is that? What's uh, like, like, like the rainbow. Yeah. Like rainbow, like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like rainbow just like squishies. everything's amazing, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I want a little, I do want a piece of that though. I want a little bit of that Teresa. Oh, for sure. Teresa for sure. Love. But I just picture you and Kathy, you know, I picture her literally being like your dream mother and you two just at brunch together, like mm. over a drink, just kind of like talking shit. Oh yeah. Big time. She cracks <laughs> me up. Um, okay. Well, like I said, we end up having Trista show up and everyone is oh so excited. And she announces that they are going to be having a group date, except Leslie will be getting the one-on-one. Yes. So everyone except Leslie is going to a pickleball group date now evan we see a lot of athletic dates in this franchise we see a lot of competitive dates this might have been my favorite 
Yeah, it had so many good elements to it. One was the age-appropriate element. It was kind of a nod to their age, being like, oh, you yes. know, people of this age generally play pickleball. Because Lord knows, if I pulled up my phone right now and called my mom and all of her friends, my father, my stepmom, and I just said the words pickleball, they they'd like, be screaming on the other end. Where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Ellen. Ellen was like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. Well, Ellen, throughout this season, when it says what she does underneath, it says, like, pickleball co-captain. co-captain. Like, that is her profession like that is what yeah. she does now 24 yeah. 7 and i'm getting the feeling that she's that there's a captain and then she created co-captain a little bit you know like she really wanted to be like sure, you know sure, in a leadership sure, sure. role because what's a co-captain are you a pilot i'm not sure there's two people on a team of course you're the co-captain no, it's like you know what i mean there's two of you everybody's a co-captain if you're not the captain so you can't call yourself the co-captain that's like saying i got second in the race well there was two people racing i think there are pickleball leagues where there are many people maybe i'm just saying it'd be like i got second in the race it's like no you got last because there was two people racing you know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's, Ellen, a, that's a positive spin on life. You that know? is a positive spin on life. And she does seem that way. But she also crushed out on no, the, she uh, on the pickleball she court. Crush. She was really good. But it was one of my most favorite. It was really good. Of the team athletic because. It showed everybody's personality too. It showed everyone's personality. Everything about it was just mwah, so well done. Everyone with their different uniforms, the names, the um, the fact that they bring out Joey. We get a Joey yes. cameo. as then he's going to be. Kind of about, yeah, alluding. Hey, what's up? This is our bachelor. Kind this of is our bachelor. Us. Although they didn't really, they didn't get much shine. If you if I felt that way, Joey got two seconds. It was like, hey, Joey, time. and then they like cut to him three times, and then that was it. That was called contracts. That's called a contract. Yeah, that is interesting. That's a contract. But I kind of love that they were like, "Bye, we have more interesting things." Yes, and I love how <laughs> so Kat- these ladies yeah, are more yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, they're they're absolute rock stars, and I loved how. Um, I loved how, you know, because obviously Joey's a very good looking guy, very charming guy. And I like how uh, Kathy was like, well, you know, it's always a second, like a backup. You know what I mean? like, hello. I mean, let's go. Hello, Joey. But then even like when they had Trista, Jesse Palmer and Gary as judges, the whole commentary, everything was just so fun. It was fun. It was so right. The ladies were like dive bombing. Their ITMs were perfect. It was just a 10 to me. I was fully entertained the entire time. Mm -hmm. Now, but of course, my most favorite part came from the woman who I didn't think could become more iconic, but somehow surpassed from icon to eternal legend yes eternal legend of this franchise because at one point april my literal god <laughs> by far the least athletic person on that <clears throat> that it was hilarious watching her she was just like what am i doing like she missed every ball it was like, going all over the place and when i was watching that you know i i felt her i saw her because yeah, you yeah. know that would have been me out on the court and I'm like, damn, one of these dates, all these women who are playing pickleball, if I would have been out there and I'm whiffing it around everywhere, I'd be kind of panicking. What would I do? And then as soon as I said, thought to myself, what would I do? April then falls. Okay. Now here's the thing. The second I saw her fall, I thought in my head, that looked kind of fake. But then I felt like a raging bitch, terrible person to assume like, oh my God, this poor woman got hurt. And to think that it looked like a fake fall. Well, All the ladies come. They're comforting her. Gary comes all up. She's like, oh, leave us. And like leans into him. And it is like, oh, so drama. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. 
and he's comforting her and then she looks in the ITM sideways and she says by the way I'm totally fine winks legendary move the camera she faked the fall and then she winked in the ITMs at the camera and she which is what which is what has been talked about talked about forever which is like everyone who gets hurt in any moment they get like a little moment of one-on-one yes it's the classic move and then sometimes you know it ends up being a very extended thing and sometimes the injuries are really bad yes and then it's a nightmare but when there's you know like a little bit of a fall you're like oh you end up getting some time this woman came in and was like fact of the matter is there's two things happening number one gary and i we really haven't gotten a lot of time number two i don't like pickleball and i don't want to play you know what's you know what's interesting about it was so iconic it was so i couldn't even believe it and then all the sweet women in the itms are like oh wow i've hurt myself before and that really sucks poor thing and they're being so supportive meanwhile she faked the entire thing you know what's fascinating to me about April? Yeah. Is that she has this incredible charm about her that screams, I don't really need to be here. I don't need to be anywhere because the world is like my playground. Yeah. And she just does things that are funny. Almost, It almost feels like everything she does is for her. Oh, yeah. Like... Like, just even that moment was just for her to laugh and her to kind of joke with her friends it about. It was like self-amusement, I didn't for even sure. feel like it was about Gary. I almost just felt like she thought it was just going to be funny, and she thought the ladies were going to laugh about it, and she kind of was going to get an ITM moment. Like, And, and then we, later on, we see her you know, doing the, the saging of the house, but it doesn't yeah. feel like it's even to make the other girls laugh. It almost just feels like it's her, and it's a funny moment to her. She's Like, no. she's just in her own world, and, and it's like... It doesn't matter if anyone's even there. She would have done the same behavior. 100%. April She is- floats. She's just not really a part of everyone else's insecurities. And she's not, she's not, everyone else is talking about, I haven't got enough time. And I'm like, our connection. She never said one word about any of that stuff. She's just happens to be on the show and she'd act the same way if she was or wasn't on the show. She is very much the energy of someone who's like, do it for the plot. Yes. Like she lives <laughs> life for the plot. For at the end of the day that she can giggle about whatever little trouble she got into or what she said. She's the lead in her own movie and everyone else is just actors. 24-7. And you know what? That's the energy I want in my life. The April energy is the energy I want that's like every day is a little bit like, what's my story going to be today? Exactly. God, exactly. I love so much. That was such a legendary move. I will so never fun. get over it. It will go down in history, in the history books of The Bachelor. I feel like probably clues and pace case are losing their mind right now looking at the move of like the blatant i'm not hurt she's definitely writing some chapters in their book i know she's brilliant i love her absolutely brilliant and then meanwhile god poor nancy did end up getting hurt and she got some sort of like fracture and it was an afterthought too they just like meanwhile it was like later on during the like cocktail hour or whatever she had a boot on on. and then she ended up going sorry spoiler but she ended up going which was so sad askin was was broken up it's worst case scenario to break your leg and then go home that's kind of worst case scenario i know god because now you just and you just now you're home single with an injury i know it's kind of the double whammy there but we got to know her you know what i mean absolutely god we love you we love you okay so anywho the uh the teams were put together and the showdown began and 
immediately when I saw that Ellen and Kathy were teamed up, I was, was like, like, this is over. a powerhouse. It's this over. is an absolute powerhouse. The imagery going on, like, it's like the dodgeball movie. It's yes. incredible. Um, then we have a moment where Jesse very nonchalantly turns to Gary and is like, and because Sandra's crushing it too. Yeah. All of a sudden, Sandra's out there. By the way, Sandra like dove into the crowd to get a ball. She dove into the crowd. Sandra is 75 years old. And she has double replacement knees. So I have a knee injury. There's no way I'm playing pickleball. No, you could never. I wouldn't even let you. I'd be like, absolutely not. You're going to end up back in the ER. She's double knee surgery, diving for balls into the crowd. 75. Okay. (sighs) So Jesse Palmer nonchalantly says to Gary, by the way, Everybody, she also has had double knee replacement surgery, and today is her daughter's wedding. <laughs> that was a wild fact. And, and Evan and I looked at each other right away, and we're like, "Was that a was that a joke? Like, I, is it really?" You thought it was a joke. You're like, "No, no, they're joking." They're I was joking. like, they're joking. I'm like, I, I think it's serious. <laughs> I could feel the entire audience of the show kind of just like hold their breath. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Like, I don't know how to feel about this. Did, did you kind of uh, cut that by like, I, like half of me is like going, wow, good for you. And then half of me is like, really? You know what I mean? Like, and it's funny because later on he has the exact same response. Yeah. He's kind of like, oh, he had to check in. He yeah, was like, like, oh, shit, you should have, I should have known about that. Like, this is going to producers being like, is this real? Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, so you're here. He's like, that's a really big day. And then she ended up having that um, statement from her daughter, which was so sweet, where she was like, my daughter said, hey, mom, I already got my man. You go out and you get yours. That made me want to cry. Yeah, I'm like really supportive so supportive and then they were facetiming them and it was so sweet and i was like you know what sandra is out here sandra dedicated to the cause dedicated I mean, to the cause you cannot doubt her dedication she her her dedication is 100 she's out here 75 diving for pickleballs she is getting her having conversations with her daughter her daughter's like you get out there you get on this show she is you know god bless she ended up getting sick in bed but she's sleeping through the rose ceremony sandra is just like another icon of this game i don't know it's just again it's stuff that will be it'll be written down in the history books for forever it's interesting i'm feeling a little bit like it'll be interesting to see how this goes because i know that if i was gary i would feel added pressure oh you mean because of because of certain things because of like yeah because of the missing of the wedding and i'm just feeling a little bit like he's such an empathetic person yeah that um i don't know i just i'm just afraid i'm not afraid but i'm also just interested in knowing like will he kind of go along with something too long because he feels bad about cutting someone because they sacrifice so much so it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see like i I could already tell in him he's kind of like this no way you left your daughter's wedding here's a rose you know what i mean like i I don't know if that's the case i fully disagree with you all right he's just such an empathetic king that i'm like i wonder if he is an empathetic king but here's the bottom line he's also the guy who literally when he he was sitting with nancy who had a who had just broken her leg with a boot on or her ankle. And she was just like, I just feel like you have a lot more passion with some of the other women. Right. And he's like, yeah, we don't have to string the process along. Okay. I think if he's not down, if it's not like who he sees in his future, he's cutting. Okay. That's what I think. All right. We'll see. So I think for Sandra, I think he's interested. Oh, I think he's definitely interested in a hundred percent. And I also think it's like maybe a good call 
to show him how dedicated she is. But I, but I do, I am wondering, I have, I have sensed a little bit in him that when someone told him something that was intense, he kind of immediately rose. Now that might be coincidence. Right. Or like the could, Kathy moment. Exactly. There's just been a couple moments where someone <clears throat> kind of like is struggling or do is something intense happens and then yeah. he immediately hands him a rose. So I don't know again, if that's empathy or if it's like, it just is coincidentally he's connecting with them and he would have given them the rose in any way. So I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. And we'll it could see. Le- the reason why I bring it up is I feel like it could lead to like a more of a bubbling problem towards the end where he he has to let someone go but he feels so bad about it and it wrecks him and i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll i see. disagree okay i love so that we'll see. We'll see. um okay so the ending of the pickleball match is the picklicious paddles versus bitchin kitchen <laughs> and uh the picklicious paddles with ellen and kathy mm. end up winning and that means that they get to be on the cover of in pickleball i believe the name of the magazine in pickleball is. i kept thinking that we're messing it up like they're in in pickleball what the name of the magazine is in pickleball yeah so they're in in pickleball so they said they're they're gonna be on the feature in pickleball magazine and so i kept thinking inside pickleball magazine wait is it in pickleball or is it pickleball no it's not pickleball magazine it's in pickleball magazine are we sure now i'm almost a thousand percent is it in sure. pickleball magazine or they, are right they now. going to be in in pickleball magazine or are they going That's to be in pickleball, in, in pickleball magazine it's not in pickleball <laughs> like, magazine what were you talking about yeah now here we go pickleball magazine in pickleball magazine in pickleball it's in pickleball, in pickleball. like starting quotation in wait quotation in pickleball quotation yes okay, okay it is in quotation in pickleball quotation magazine okay so confusing so confusing maybe they did that so you could say oh have you read in pickleball magazine but i guess you would already do that oh it's so confusing so change the title you know change change, change the name change the name of the magazine love the product love great read incredible read but let's change the name of it in pick they're gonna be in 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 pickleball magazine like sorry what <laughs> say what again <laughs> them, them calling their daughters honey i'm gonna be in in pickleball yeah, yeah, magazine yeah, yeah, yeah. like wait what i just made the cover of in in in, 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 in pickleball magazine well they were thrilled yeah, i mean this ellen is, was like yes listen ellen she became is, a god amongst her peers oh she is like i cannot wait to go back and slam this in fucking barbara's face because you know barbara who claims to be the captain when i put in all the work as the co-captain, as the co-captain. barbara's about to see another thing coming when i come in and i'm like guess what Barb? guess who's the new captain oh, now just throw it on the court be like oh anybody read the latest edition of in 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 in, in pickleball magazine it's so interesting oh, is that me Oh my God! An entire write-up about me. Oh, the cover so as a shocking. winner of oh. the uh, Bachelor pickleball tournament. If she gets Gary and is on the cover, I mean, she's a god. Ellen. She goes back to that country club, and they're like, she's gonna come in, and they're gonna have her hoisted <laughs> above their heads. Like Ellen has been winning, like she's been winning, winning. You know what I mean? Like she's coming in, she's getting the special picture, she's getting Roses. the date with all the the uh, diamonds oh. and the dresses. She wins the cover of In In Pickleball magazine. If she gets Gary. It's just too much. It's just like too much. she's it's so much winning. She's out here thriving, she and it makes thriving. me so happy. You can just tell she's like, this is the best 
the so far this is the best two weeks i can remember oh, i made yeah. a ton of new friends this hottie is vibing on me he's treating me like a princess i'm on the cover of in pickleball magazine like life could not be more grand God, I love it so yeah, much. Know, she's, she deserves it, too. She absolutely deserves it. Well, they end up then having the um, after party post the pickleball date. Like mm-hmm. we said, Sandra and Gary had their moment where they FaceTime. They were so cute trying to figure out. They were struggling trying to get the FaceTime going. That was a great, just like, you know, grandma and grandpa That was moment. such a sweet moment. That Again, well I'm like, also me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <I can't. laughs> but it was just so like, that's, exa- you know, it's like, Am I doing this right? And then, you know, they're like looking at themselves and it's like the bad upshot. It's like, it's like, you know, if you FaceTime grandma and grandpa, that's the energy you it's get. It's the it was most perfect. heartwarming, yeah. heartwarming of all things. But I was so happy that he gave Sandra the rose. That means we get to see her for another week and yeah. she just tickles me to my core. Yes. Absolutely. From day one. Um, then we have another Kathy and Teresa conversation. Yeah. Um, now, Teresa's checking in and Kathy basically is just shooting it straight right away where she's like, don't tell me anything that's going on. It makes me feel anxious. She explains why the rose ceremony incident then made her feel anxious afterwards. And Kathy then says to Teresa, it's a matter of being kind. Mm. And Teresa's like, I wasn't trying to be unkind. And here's the thing. Again, it's two people just so different ships in the night where from Kathy's perspective, she's like, there's no way that this woman doesn't have a strategy and is intentionally trying to rub my face in this. And Teresa can't even compute the term unkind because she's made of cinnamon and cream and honey and gummy yes. bears. And she's right. just like, what unkind? Like, she's I've never like, even heard of it. I live on Unicorn Mountain and there <laughs> yes. we don't have any mean meanies. She's like, what are you talking about? Well, the thing I love about Kathy is that Kathy doesn't have Kathy's got the opposite of whatever Teresa, like Teresa's like, hi, um, so I wanted to talk to you because, and you're amazing, by the way. Um, I wanted to talk to you about a little moment that happened that I felt like we were still not quite resolved and I just wanted to make sure everything's totally fine. And Kathy doesn't have the like, Teresa, you're amazing and I totally understand. Kathy goes, yeah, you're right. Here's all the ways that you messed up. <laughs> like Kathy doesn't have like any sort of like, let me soften the blow. No. She just goes right at it. Like there is right zero, let me warm this up. Let me meet you in the in the, in the place you are at. No, no, no. It's just, you're going to get it straight up. And it's so funny because I feel like if it would have been some someone other than Teresa that was going head to head with Kathy, like I would feel probably more for that person because I'd be like, oh, it's this whole thing is probably really stressing them out. But Teresa is just so like cotton candy that it's almost like she can handle it, though, too, simultaneously. It's, yeah. a, it's a strange thing where you're like, oh, these two wouldn't be friends. But simultaneously, Teresa seems like she can handle when yeah. when Kathy's looking at her going zip it where someone else might have a meltdown Kat or Teresa ends up telling Gary about the zip it and she, it's not like she's crying or getting upset she's like and then she told me to zip it yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's almost like she can handle it in some way she's looking at it like outside right. world versus like I think many of the other women they would get into like a, a match with Kathy well, and they would get yeah. at each other and they'd be maybe yelling at each other because they'd, they'd be like, going back and forth. Do you think that I have bad intentions? Exactly. And Teresa so to me doesn't have any bad intentions that it's like it's not even She doesn't even compute. Like, what? She's like okay it's the words I'm saying I'll work on right. that. Right and so but then Kathy is just getting so frustrated and she's just saying don't kiss and tell and then she gives her the friendly advice to zip it which like I fell out of my chair. 
I love it. Like she has no filter. She's just right for it. <clears throat> and my favorite is later when Teresa's talking to uh, Gary, Gary about the situation, where she goes, "Yeah," and then she's being really sweet. She goes, "Yeah," and then um, Kathy told me to zip it. She kind of threw a little zest on the end of it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, like that's a- how she felt. Like she felt, she felt like attacked by that. There was also an interesting moment because she was like, "Hey, just so you know, from day one, Gary, Kathy always said to me that I'm the one." Yeah, which shows a lot about the, like, insecurity of Kathy in her, the process, not her as a person, but in the process that, like, she probably had made mention earlier on, like, wow, it seems like you and Gary have, like, a lot connected. Maybe you're the one. And then Teresa's just like, yeah, maybe. And you're like, no, you're supposed to tell me I have a shot at this, Yeah, she's like, oh, my God, Kathy thinks I am. And that's probably then where we are getting lost is that Kathy feels then maybe like oh shit you know Teresa it's yes. clearly the front runner and so she probably thinks she is in kindness yep. just being up front and saying by the way T I think you're the one and she's expecting T to come back with compliments like, no you could be too or we not even know together. but like oh my god girl he'd you'd be amazing with him or like he'd be lucky to have you and T probably just was like Oh my God! Yeah, I know. I think so he too. He said all the nicest things yeah, to me, like, and I feel like we have the best connection. And Kathy's just like, "This is the part where you compliment me." Yeah, it's like if you compliment someone's like outfit, and you're like, "Oh my God, I love your outfit," and they're just like, "Thanks," and you're like, "You're like nothing and? back." <laughs> and that's basically what. And like Kathy probably kept doing that, and it just drove him and drove her nuts. I know, I know. That's it's just it just that's what it just reeks of yeah. to me. Um, but. Gary did not like to hear the zip it comment. That is very anti our sensitive, loving, communicative king's energy. Also very anti the house. The energy has been nothing but just like everyone getting along, having a great time. Right. So it's like the first time he's hearing news of like confrontation. Yes. Even though, again, the confrontation was so so mild. Compared to what we're used to, it was like, I actually don't like strawberries. And it's like, well, I do like them. It's like, well, I'm reporting this to the authorities. You know what I mean? Like, it's so mild compared to actual confrontation. But Gary is like, that is not his vibe. That is not his vibe. So he's like, I'm going to speak to Kathy immediately. And he made me it made me laugh because all i could think about is like oh my god of everyone like of all time ever gary being disappointed or upset at me would devastate me he has an energy of like he's so gentle it's like santa being mad at you you're like oh, oh my sorry god. santa so i'm saying we're like we're like he's aslan he's jesus yeah. he's santa he's all these things it's this energy of oh my god if if he's upset at me if he is disappointed i got nothing left exactly like i got nothing left so when he sat down with kathy all i could think about is being in kathy's shoes and i'd be like i'd be devastated if one day we met ggt and i said something that like bummed him out and i saw the disappointment disappointed in your podcast i noticed there was some being slightly critical of some of the people on the show. Evan, you literally even like, saying this is sorry. making my eyes fill with tears and I feel like we need to end the podcast now. I'm like, what if we disappoint GGT? Oh, we absolutely already have. Don't worry Stop, about that. Don't say that. We are absolutely already having you know, Don't say that. I just need to know so I can sleep at night that he's proud of me. He's proud of you, babe. I need him to be proud of me. Yeah, he's probably a really good boss. Like he's... He seems to inspire people versus mm-hmm. fear. You know, like there's two ways. There's like the leadership of like fear. Like, I don't want to get mad at me. Yeah. Or there's the like, I don't want to disappoint him. He has that big dad boss energy. Well, he's 
feeling disappointed yeah. and he sits down with Kathy and she says that basically all the date info that she was getting from Teresa felt super hurtful and Carrie was like you told her to zip it okay <laughs> and then Kathy's trying to backpedal and he's like I'm beginning to see a rift here that I'm not happy about Kathy mm. and she's like I'm no villain okay and she wants to make the clear she's yeah, like I'm she's not like, a villain uh -oh, she's like producers the first villain edit don't <clears throat> do not make me a villain on this thing we all know that I'm hilarious I'm fun I'm no villain okay which I don't feel like she got painted really as a villain on this no, show. No, but I will so say it was so smart by Teresa, if it was slightly intentional, because it was done in a way that was like, I'm ahead of you, and I'm not going to say this in a way that's like brutal, but I'm just going to lay a little droplet in his brain of like, yeah, everything's fine, it's just that... You know, I love Kathy. She's one of my great friends. She just has a side to her that I think is a little shocking. Like, that's kind of the way she did it. And Yeah, but he asked her first. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying she did it intentionally. Yeah. I'm saying just the, the perfect timing, too. The rose ceremony. Like, everything was coming right at that moment. And I just felt it was the, it was the little nudge he needed to, like, confirm, I actually don't think we're going to keep you around kind yeah. of vibe. And I with the second it got brought up and they were talking, I thought, that's it. I know. There's no way she comes back from this. No, I know. Because what dwindling connection they had, that I know. now she's a part of drama, it's over. He was done. He was done. Well, again, group date goes to uh, Sandra. And then we have Leslie's one-on-one. -on -one, and these two are out here on ATVs. They are cruising. They are going on rough roads. I'll be real with you. I would be nervous to do this. Yeah. And they were out here. He is being like such a gentleman. Yes. He lets her go first. And then he zips behind her and is making sure that she is safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then after they're done ATVing, the, okay, the, the dynamic with Leslie and Gary mm -hmm. is like she gives him all these compliments. Yeah. And he looks at her with stars in his eyes. He stares at Leslie more than he stares at anybody else. And we all know yeah. that GGT has like incredible eye contact that he does not break. But Leslie will be looking in a different direction. And the way he drinks Leslie in. He does. He drinks her in like a fine Cabernet. He, <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He, you know, you guys all know I don't drink red wine. So I'm going to say a fine Sauvignon Blanc. Perfect. Uh, Chardonnay. <clears throat> sure, sure, sure. He definitely has. Like, I feel like when you look at all the women, he has different connections with each one. Mm -hmm. I feel like he has the strongest, like one of the strongest, like romantic, ja va va voom make out kind of energies towards her. Yes, I feel like she's the leader in that pack. Like there, there's the Teresa. I feel like there's wifey vibes there. Mm -hmm. I think obviously wifey vibes with everybody, but there's like Teresa has a really strong one. Ellen has like life partner vibes. Yeah, Leslie has like, you know. I met this woman and I'm just, I can't get her out of my mind. Yeah. Kind of hot for yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is hot for her energy. So it'll be interesting to see how the emotional side connects, but it seems like it's 10 out of 10 right now. She, um, I love her energy. She's like young, but wise. It's like, a, she's like young, yes. the younger side of the crew, but like wise and kind of quiet and calm. So I feel like he's really, she, she, she creates like a really great mixture. Yeah. Where there's like <laughs> the, the youthfulness and them like zipping around in their ATVs. I could see Leslie and Gary 
being young at heart for forever together and then like physically out there, Mm -hmm. you know, being uh, they both enjoy like physical activities and all of this. Um, But she does have this energy of, like you said, that wisdom. Yeah. And she's very. um, She makes me feel very warm inside and she makes me feel when I'm watching it like. Leslie's the type of person who, when I'm watching it, she reminds me of my Aunt Liz. You know my Aunt Liz? Yes, of course. Who is the person who, when I would have a hard day when I was younger, I would want to go over to my Aunt Liz's house and she'd, you know, pull up some hot tea and sit down with me and be like, okay, honey, let's talk about it. Yes. It's very low key and we can kind of laugh about some stuff, but it's like, all right, honey, yeah. deep breath. You tell me everything that's going on. That's the Leslie energy. And I like it. But still also young enough in her energy to be like, I'm down to go grab ATVs and go. So it's right. a weird mix. You know, it's a great mix. It's kind of mm-hmm. got this like GGT might n- with someone who's like too energetic. I mean, she's out there dancing her face off. That's what I'm saying. But like with someone who's dancing. too energetic, you know, he might feel like I won't be able to keep up with this very long. Yeah. Because I'm in my 70s. Give me 10 more years. And it's like, I, you're still going to want to be jet setting Uh but she has an energy that like she can play both ways yeah totally i feel that way well we find out as well that she she says that she doesn't have the best picker she says that she's been divorced twice and that she's a single mom she's been single for 22 years so that's a long time that means like she got divorced in like 40s or something totally you know what i mean and she also lets him know that if it wasn't him that was there currently that she would leave and i have to tell you i believe it Leslie's mm-hmm. one of the ones. Now, I'm not saying I think all of them have like massive hard eyes for Gary sure. because who wouldn't, obviously. Right. But Leslie's one of the ones where from the get, I'm like, oh, she really likes Gary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just the process. It's like very drawn to Gary. She doesn't feel very um, enthralled with the process. Yes. You know what well, I mean? Think about this. Prince wrote a song about her she's oh my god that's her that's her she has lived she's seen the stars honey she has seen the walk of fame she has now been... i would be a little intimidated if i was gary be like you dated prince dude that means you're rolling deep with like the high level people like, think about how I would special be that would make you feel super special too. but also just kind of like woof like you're used to some cool people you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, yeah but think about this though, <sighs> what you're saying, not doesn't seem enthralled with the process no. because it's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. I've been that. there, done that. You're right. This is not spectacular to me. This is about finding love, and I mm. saw Gary, and I am connected to Gary. Dang. And like she says, I'd be gone if it weren't for you, and I believe it. I'd want to date her just to hear about Prince. Just be like, yeah, what was he like? And God, I have so many questions. A lot of for questions. Her. Can you tell me stuff I don't know about him. So many questions. But then we see the appearance of the hot tub that has traveled across the world makes an appearance finally we see the hot tub and gary and leslie get in that hot tub and a moment happened that made me pause the tv i screamed i googled i freaked out in the best way possible gary has a tattoo, everyone, that I didn't notice before. And Gary has a lion tattoo on his arm. And the second I saw that, I go, oh my God, if he is a Leo, 
that tattoo, it's got to be, right? It's got yeah. to be connected to the fact that he's a Leo and is our King Gary an astrology god? Like, is he into the Zodiac? I Googled, he indeed is a Leo. I thought he was just a huge fan of like Aslan or something like <laughs> well, that. It's also connected to the <laughs> fact that we him called Aslan. him Aslan. He's got a lion tattoo. It's because he gives off Leo energy. He does. Right? So I'm like, oh my God, he's a Leo. He's got a lion tattoo. And I'm like, is do we have a bachelor who is like into astrology? Thank God. Yes, yes, yes. And yes again. And then later in the episode, he gives Susan a rose quartz and talks about what that symbolizes. And I'm like, sure, people might say it's from the producers. I don't buy it. I We've never seen a lead give someone a crystal. Gary is into crystals and he's got a Leo tattoo because he's a Leo, okay? I am choosing to believe yeah. that Gary is somehow even better than we thought he was and is like into astrology and into everything woo. I'm obsessed. Yeah, he really is a unicorn when it comes to like boomers. You know what I mean? Like he definitely is like no boomer I've ever met. Like this like like, strong, handsome, like where's he from again? Indiana, I think. So middle American, strong, handsome guy who's also like super empathetic and like is into astrology and crystals. It's like, dude, what is happening? Like all of us are like, please, where is our, where are our Gary's? You know what I'm saying? He gives the rose quartz and then describes and it's like for people, you know, it's for empathy to emphasize on strength and it's like, jeez, bro. I mean, are you joking? And he continues to give gifts. I know. And then he, the way he, can't you connect though with the fact that we, like, it makes sense that he would be into astrology and like that that crystal is from him. He's so like, when he listens to people, he's like connects with them so deeply that he's, it makes sense that he's into things like that because he's so connected spiritually like he has to be like deep in his reiki he has 100%. to be connected spiritually in that way like i have to believe i have to believe that he is i think that goes without saying also too, the whole we never even talked about last episode where he was discussing with faith how he used to get on his motorcycle every day and decide like flip a coin and say am yeah. i gonna go east or west and then he would just go That's what I'm saying. he kept being cool 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 guy with the sweet guy now you add to it this elevated, open-minded crystal, crystal king, and it's like he—he's like he's Superman. He's got like the the tough guy riding his motorcycle. He's got the artistic side. I don't know. I just flip a coin and fly <laughs> off into the wind. He's got the responsible business owner, successful guy thing, and then he's also got the empathetic crystal. It's just like what is happening, dude? He's making everybody look bad. He's All like the a men Pinterest look bad board out here. of a man. He really is. He's a walking Pinterest board. And he's super handsome. So it's like, dude, this is so like, dude, come on. Like, save some for the rest of us, you know what I mean? That just made my heart explode, yeah. you know, when I saw that I saw that lion tattoo and I, that Google came up that he's a Leo, I was just like, absolutely. Um, so obviously they were making out in that hot tub. Hard. It was it passionate. Was not smoochies. It was like a grab. It was it was very passionate. Yeah. It was very passionate. Um by the way, this is all simultaneously happening while the ladies of the house are back home doing something we've never seen from this franchise. Again, these women are out here winning the show. Just having a ball. They're playing Never Have I Ever while eating ice cream. And it was something that I could have watched for hours. Like genuinely, I wanted it to keep going. I'm like, keep asking questions. Keep asking questions. Generally, when I see people in the house, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to hang out with those people. Just because it's like, it's just a little weird. 
I wanted to hang out with those ladies so bad. Can you imagine how fun it, it would have been? It was a hang, dude. Can you imagine how fun it would be to have been on the couch with those women playing Never Have I Ever with They're them? They're just having the funnest time ever. Like, Best hang ever. To me, Susan and April, those two are my favorite. Those two are my favorite. They have something about them that is just... I want to hang with them so bad. I would love... I mean, we were talking about a podcast, the Askin podcast or whatever. To be honest with you, Susan, April, and like Kathy, those three would make a fire podcast. They're so different from each other, but they're also like bringing elements that are so unique to each other. Like, imagine, imagine if those women, that crew sitting there playing Never Have I Ever, were your parents' friends. And when you got to go over to your parents' house, those are the people hanging out. Are Dude, you joking? I would amazing. never leave. I'd be like, I, I reject all of my own friends and I'm yes. only ever hanging out with these people. But the questions that they were asking, I was, Evan saw me, I was like crying laughing when Susan goes, never have I ever kissed another woman's husband. And April dives into the ice cream. She goes, oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's like April oh, oh my, my god and then they're talking about sex in the workplace and Sandra's like I w- when we were married we had sex everywhere yeah. she's eating it and she looks at the camera and she goes well I'm lactose so I shouldn't be doing this hence the next day when she sleeps through the whole ceremony because she's but she's like I gotta have we're having fun I'm eating this I'm doing never have I ever and then sex in the back of the car April's just like front back steering wheel and you got Kathy being like oh my god I've never done any of this I gotta catch up and then and then Kath or and then April's like um never have I ever been with another woman and Susan looks at the camera she's like oh shit and she starts eating it I was like dude I will say they are I think that's why they're yeah they're they're characters they're the best they're the best they're the best I am devastated that we had to say goodbye to Kathy and April during the rose ceremony devastated I'm gonna say this I need more I, I need this show to go on longer I feel like we're only gonna get like eight episodes Kathy or something and April were two of my favorites on the show I'm so devastated like the fact that, that Nancy's gone Kathy's gone April's gone and now I'm I'm scared with with Susan and with Sandra I'm like no I know more no more I need them God I I can't get enough I I, I literally I've never enjoyed watching people on my screen more in so many years that bring me pure joy it was so good um but then they have the cocktail party of course like we were saying poor sandra's tummy hurts because she was diving in she crushed a gallon of ice cream and now she's paying the price (laughs) and poor nancy has a stress fracture and um we have the moment with susan and gary when he gives her the crystal and that was such a special moment. And I was so happy for Susan because Susan is just such a diamond of a human yes. being that she had a moment where Gary gave her the special gift, the rose quartz that is attributed to empathy and strength. And he was like, these are the qualities that remind me of Tony. And that's the highest compliment that I can pay somebody. And they're making out and it is magic. Mm-hmm. And Kathy spots it and she's popping out. And we're like, Kathy, go Kathy's sit back like, down no! and stop torturing I yourself. Know. Susan comes in and Kathy's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's oh, in the box? She's like, open the box, open the box. And Susan's probably like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want you to see it. And she's like, open the box. And then she sees the rose quartz and it's like, you know, it's game over. Susan is the sleeper. That's the one that it's going to think going to shock us. Like, but being honest with you, I didn't see Susan matching with him. I thought she was fun and energetic, but I just never really saw. Even yeah. when they would talk, I'd be like, I don't see it. Like, I see them both being amazing people, but I just don't see it. I w- I've been wrong. Every time they've gotten together, they've had like a hot makeout mm-hmm. and like a really connected moment. So I think the Teresa 
is like the obvious one that feels like a shoe in from the beginning. I feel like Ellen is right there too. I feel like Susan is the like, are we going to see, are we going to see kind of something hit here Bubble that we up. didn't see coming? Yeah. And then she's like top two or three. I maybe, don't know. maybe. Um, well, then we have the Ellen Gary moment and she is feeling, you know, nervous because she's telling us in ITMs that she's having those feelings of falling in love again. And yeah. that, um, it's scary at that age to be like, oh my God, I'm having yeah. all these feelings coming up again. But she sits him down and she tells him that indeed she is falling in love with him. Huge. And that's huge. huge. She's, she's the first of the season too. And they kiss. And it was such a moment too where she was, she was explaining to him like, it's hard for me to say these things because I am nervous. And as he's kissing her, he's like saying, he's like, I know, I know all those emotions. Like I'm in the same place. And he's saying in ITMs, like, when I think about hearing someone looking at me and saying, I love you, I immediately go back to the last person who said that to me. And that was my wife. And so I would, you know, I've, I, I would imagine that all those emotions bubbling up, it's just like, it's so many and they're all so different mm -hmm. because you're feeling the love and excitement, but simultaneously, like you know, grief that still is yes. inter intertwined with that, like hearing those things for the first time Absolutely. and having then the memory of, of the one you love so dearly. Um, and I felt like they saw each other in that moment, mm -hmm. you know, like he was like, Hey, yeah. I'm feeling this and I, I'm feeling this, this, these complicated feelings, but they were, they were kissing. I think it's huge that she said that to him. I feel like that, that kind of put her in a higher level than probably everyone at that point. I feel like that means a lot. He to probably him. was feeling it, but he also can't be the one that says that because he's the lead. Yeah. And then she went and just jumped off the edge and did it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that really secured her for a long time. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Um, well, and again, then too, we have the, the Gary and Nancy where she essentially is like, yeah. I see that we're he's not like, moving forward. And, He's like, yeah, I'm not going to dispute it. And when he was sending her home, all the women are just bawling. Yeah, clearly she was kind of a, a favorite, a friend favorite. Yeah, it seemed like everyone really connected with her. And she seemed sweet and gentle. And she was part of the Ask and crew. Mm -hmm. So now it's just, well, now. Ask. Well, No, depends. because now April and Kathy are gone. So now it's just, Susan's <laughs> the only one left it's from the Ask and crew. <laughs> Susan's the only one left. Wow. Wow. Um, it's really hitting Gary that yeah. he's going to have to start saying goodbye to people. He is crying. He's struggling through this process. But then we have the rose ceremony. Obviously, Sandra and Leslie already have a rose. Then the first rose goes to Ellen. Then Faith, Susan, Teresa, and going home are Kathy and April. And that was also a moment, such a, a, a typical Gary moment where he is so in touch and so empathetic. Um, an empathic mm -hmm. is that he asks to walk Kathy out. Yeah. He didn't ask to walk April out because it was almost like April kind of floated to him and skipped like a little fairy and she was like, it was wonderful mm -hmm. and he said goodbye and he could see she was okay but Kathy he saw was really kind of affected by the process and so he was like, I'd like to walk you out so that they could have a moment mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Kathy's just like, rejection's not fun. I might burn the house down before I leave. God, I love her. <laughs> but next week, it looks like there's a lot of love um, and making out and traveling and wild adventures. But then simultaneously, we are seeing a lot of moments of Gary bawling, Breaking upset, down. saying, 
if I think it's time for me to go now I'm like panicking for Gary yeah. like is this just gonna be it's gonna boil he's such a he's such an empathetic person it's gonna really come to a boiling point oh my god we see people far less empathetic breakdown for the same reason so he is gonna I'm it's so gonna start re, when it starts coming down to the end it's gonna he's gonna really start feeling the, the pressure I'm absolutely so stressed out about it but also very much looking forward to the next yes. episode per usual even though I am so sad that the Askin crew has I know, been dismantled. I know, April Kathy going home is really tough for it's me. It's really hard. Really I, I am really upset about that, but I am still looking forward to the next episode. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, BIP time? BIP, Bachelor in Paradise Let's time? Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. Okay, first, obviously, we start off with the poop baby drama of it all and the way yeah. that the production was editing this, where they were looking at uh, making it look like a crime doc series, where yes. it's like, it's been nine days and 12 hours <sighs> since Sam Jeffries was, I, was discovered poopless. I thought that the way that they edited it at the front was really funny. Was, I know people yeah. are all just like, it's ridiculous. I thought, felt like the intro was entertaining for that. And then at the end, how they said, that, like, he, she still hadn't gone poop. So I it had know. been like maybe two more days. I know. I it's know. Like, Bro. I know. I don't understand. As a, it's just, it's just this wild to me as a um, regular pooper. avid pooper. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> the idea that you can't get it going. I know. It's terrible. Is wild. It's terrible. It, I mean, two weeks of no poop has to feel like hell on earth. Well, I, I will say that I did meet Sam actually at the F boy premiere. So I'm assuming at this point we can report that she has pooped. <laughs> she still has not pooped. I that did was not a year ask ago. her. I feel like that was an inappropriate way to start <laughs> the, the conversation. But the fact that she's there means the poop the happened. The poop has happened. Um, but oh my God. Talk about the most lovely oh, yeah. person one of the most lovely people I've ever met, Sam, is just the most kind, lovely, beautiful person. Especially post poop. I mean, could you imagine how how that happy you would be? Glow? That, your <laughs> eyes would see colors differently. But I just felt so. I mean, uh, we were talking a little horrible. bit. I was like, girl, I'm like my heart. Just the discomfort, and then the way that it just wrapped. The fact that it her whole that was story the whole storyline, and that her and Aaron were connecting, and yes. then it ended like that. It was just such. Can a we bummer. talk about that a little? bit i thought he was gonna leave well i was blown away by the fact there wasn't even a debate i know like there was usually there's a moment of like are you going are you gonna to leave yes. and, and he goes you know what i don't know if i should leave or not because the that night was a rose ceremony yes or like the day before the, the day yeah the day after or the something day, yeah so like he knows like i'm really confused he knows the next night or that night however this the story next or, the next night is a rose ceremony that the women choose. But and I'm going I But so we are end you, up seeing you, a preview though that someone shows up right before the rose right. ceremony. So but he just, knows that he there's <clears throat> someone might pop out. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, maybe their connection really wasn't that strong then for the fact that you're like, wait, I found this amazing person I really like. Yeah. The chances that I'm gonna fall in love and get chosen in twenty four hours, low for anyone. It's not even an Aaron comment, it's just anyone. Sure. I'm going you gotta know that your chances are slim to none that you're gonna find someone connect with them that deep quickly. enough to where they will pick you to where he, it, it there was not even a debate there wasn't like a moment where they were showing at least oh you know maybe i want to go maybe he just goes by that. it was like i was thinking what? about that and i was thinking about two things i was like number one i feel like we saw just how like 
I don't know, level-headed, calm, cool, and collected Sam is that she was just like, hey, you know what? It was so nice to have this connection and maybe see a, maybe see you back in San Diego yeah. energy. Is she, is she in San Diego? Yeah. Even more reason for him to leave. That was, I don't know. I was shocked by that. I was that. surprised by that too, but I was like, that. I feel like that showed a lot about Sam. And then yeah. also the other part is when all you can think about is needing to poop, you're like, just stay. I'm going to go. I don't want you to come back to the hotel room with me yeah. as I'm trying to have this process of pooping another thing is it has officially been made known that the doctor is a real doctor and i am blown away i am blown yes because of the way that this doctor was discussing a poop baby and the way in which he went about it the way in which they had him then in the intro as like a featuring dr kelly he was there i'm like see i took it as he's definitely a real doctor but he's using this to get a little zest on his resume so that when when he when he goes back to his practice he can say like featured on the bachelor you <laughs> know she's gonna mean? have people coming yes. like, are you the are you doctor the kelly doctor? he's like absolutely and they're like oh my god huge fan that just becomes like his main practice is helping people who need to deliver poop babies exactly. like he's, vacation poop babies like he is like constipation is his main exactly that's his, his main practice. field yeah yeah yeah. understood yeah. well she had to leave yeah. which was wow that, Which that's was bad. very sad. I know it, it sucked. It just really sucked yeah. for her, and I felt for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we end up having a new face come to the beach, yes. and it is John Henry. John <sighs> Henry, and our the ladies go wild, go wild. Our underwater welder, who, like JP said, has a job that is so dangerous. Yes so scary to be so deep underwater and this man is physically shaking when he's pulling the date card out like he was so his kryptonite is you know he likes being in the dark underwater under (laughs) full threat of pain he's He's just not used to to social interaction because he's on the water so much well and we find out later when he's on his date that he's like i haven't been on like a proper date in like seven years or something like that he was saying that he's been really focused on his work and he loves what he does and now he's ready john henry gives me very much for the right reasons energy yes he's so nervous to be there Mm -hmm. right he hasn't gone on a date in seven years his the work that he does he loves and it's not a type of work that i imagine is like influencer focused um although it could be that would be put a gopro on and stuff like that fire tiktok like like finally something fresh yeah yeah. interesting interesting i like that john henry if you're out there it's really time to start ramping up the social media element well, all the girls are obviously lose their minds. They're just like, and we see Cat, who he pulls first. Who I will say, when they were sitting on their date, to, or uh, when they were sitting on the daybed talking, yeah, she seemed almost kind of like nonchalant to me. Like, yeah, like very playing it off. Like not her typical because Cat is very good at like turning that flirt on. Yes. She seemed like she wasn't uninterested vibing. But then we got the ITMs, and she's like, I literally cannot even do anything but stare at him he is the hottest man i've ever seen so i was like that a little was, strange yeah i couldn't quite read what was happening now i unless that was about someone else and they were frank inviting that's it true it could have been like an old tanner moment it could have been a tanner yeah. moment because she didn't seem caught up no. when they were on that day bed didn't seem interested at all the only thing she did seem a little bit interested in was the fact that she made it clear that avon and kylie were pretty locked in so i wouldn't even go there pretty locked because in. john henry goes john henry said this and i thought this was like oh my god dude you are bad at dating he goes 
yeah, you know, Kylie, she's a smoke show. And I was like, <laughs> kind of weird, man. Like, you're talking to a girl that you might want to take on a date. Like, I wouldn't recommend calling another girl a smoke show while like, talking. At least he's honest. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, and I'm also interested in Kylie. Woo! God. Do you know her? Because she's hot. And it was like, okay, like, maybe not the right move. I want to talk about the Kylie moment. Uh-huh. Okay. This was interesting to me. It was a shocker. She was sitting up with perfect posture which yes. is always a sign of like I'm, I'm in full attention yes she sits at full shoulders back perfect posture and goes i would be very interested in going on a date with you cut to halfway through the episode her on the bed with avon going you know what i don't i would never go on another date and i don't want i'm not interested at all in anyone else that i was kind of like interesting what is going on with you then another moment with kylie is when she's sitting with mercedes and she starts just talking about who's the top four hottest guys at the beach she didn't say haven did she oh she she did did later she did but it was like tanner tanner she goes oh tanner tanner and then she brings up tyler is kylie having a moment is she having second thought if she had because it was i mean it was like this is an interesting edit whether yeah. this is true or not whether they're putting together things differently yeah trying she to make brought up question. the game let's talk about who the hottest guys are true. there i was like i like yeah no i would in the, in those moments i was like is she having second thoughts i mean about to say avon? i would be very interested in going on a second date Thing was is, like you know second thoughts about avon but then again later in the episode they had like the talk and they decided that they were just going to be there for each other. Yeah, but it could, it, could it be that Kylie's like, you know what? I didn't get picked for that date. And he was the only other person I was interested in. So I'm just going to let it go. Now. Maybe. Maybe. Which I don't if know. I was Avon, I wouldn't have loved to see that on the replay. No, understood. So interesting. interesting. Very, that was the shocker. That for was me. shocking. That was. It's true. But then he pulls Olivia. Yeah. And I have to say, immediately... I was like, oh, John Henry, this is who you need to take out on the date because Olivia seemed to crack him open. He was very tight. He was very nervous. Olivia is just so charming, so charismatic that she immediately like loosened him up. And I'm like, John Henry, this is the person that you got to take on a date. This is now, this comes after we see a moment where Olivia and Peter are you know mingling and we find out that like they actually have interest in each other we thought it was just kind of a rose exchange at first but they're vibing and peter's like i'm very interested in olivia and i was like okay yeah i don't see it it's like a weird thing with them where it's like they do this thing and and they're talking and i'm going i see zero chemistry and she's like warring with it and i'm like anyway but i will I mean, say we also haven't seen any of them that's true um but, but he also then also has we find out that he hasn't kissed her or anything like that so she's probably that's like what, it's that's like kind are of you more f- to my point she probably at first was feeling like are you kind of friend zoning me like, on like day what's three going together on and you guys haven't made out yet like, how's yeah. that even possible yeah um when john henry says olivia i'd like to take you out on the date olivia and i said this is what i'm talking about olivia immediately says before I answer, can I talk to Peter quickly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I loved to see it because obviously Olivia had experienced hurt on the, the other end with Will. But let's be real. A lot of people then when you're in that situation, you get caught up in the moment. And then even though you had experienced that hurt before, you kind of forget about it because you're thinking about yourself and you kind of run off with the date. I love the fact and I felt like it was a very important testament to show exactly who Olivia is. Yes. 
she hadn't even kissed Peter yet. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to pull Peter aside to have this conversation. And then throughout the rest of this episode, when these two men both want to be with Olivia and she's having to battle, she has showed so much empathy and respect in the situation where it's like, yes, of course it's the beach. It's all about people. You know, you go, you meet the different people, you hook up with the different people, you see how it's going through the whole thing. I feel like we really saw who Olivia was where she's so respectfully talking to people. She even hesitated later on in the evening when Peter leaned in to kiss because you could tell she was like, God, John Henry kissed me earlier. I feel like Olivia is just stand up. Yes, I agree. I am a, I am a massive (laughs) massive Olivia fan. Huge fan. She seems charming, hilarious, all the above. So then when she sat down with Peter, yeah. Peter said, I'd prefer you don't go. I thought that was good. I thought Me he too. didn't put pressure on her, but he was honest. No. He kind of was not, he wasn't playing the tool cool guy where it's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, you need to go. Absolutely. You know, like people get in that and then they're like, why did I say that? You know, he was, and he also was like, not the only, he was like the first person not to spiral. I, that was like when when she wasn't there he wasn't like why and then he also when she came back wasn't why he's like well maybe we should address the elephant in the room you know he was very he calm was cool direct. and collected about it and he also i'm like yeah obviously we saw peter being like a little bit of a butthead dancing behind aaron s and the way that he handled the sam situation oh, yeah, i'm not saying he's like a great no, guy but what I'm, I'm just saying, saying that I was, was surprised. A, he handled that well but i'm saying i was surprised by the fact that he handled it well because after seeing the dancing, the way he handled the Sam situation, and then how everyone seems to talk about him, I was like, oh, this is going to be a moment where he doesn't handle this situation well. Make and sure this you. entire episode, who knows what happens next episode, but this entire episode, I felt like he was... He handled very he well. He handled it great. And he he communicated. F- and, and a lot of times what happens, too, is people come back from their dates, and they're dealing with sulky boys. Yeah. And then they're, and then that doesn't, that kind of gives them the ick. You can tell they're kind of like, yeah. oh, well, never mind. It never works out. Where he was the only guy to come back and be like, hey, how's it going? And they, uh, and she kind of still liked him for yeah. it. And, she, and he also didn't make her feel bad. No. Which I feel like a lot of people can do, which isn't cool. Yeah. Um, but Olivia then does end up going out on yeah. the date with John Henry, which I was very excited about. Um, they had a spa date. Yeah. The moment when he was, well, first of all, the moment when she was massaging him was making me laugh so hard because she was trying to talk to him and he kept going, sorry, I I just, I can't answer you right now because it feels so good. It was like John Henry was touched for the first time. (laughs) It was funny too, because I thought it was- He's never had a massage. Well, it was also funny because I thought that like someone else was massaging him when that was happening and then it zooms out and it's her. Yeah. So it's really funny that like he can't talk because of her massage like like you can still talk man but he's like he's but just he's enjoying a, himself he so said much. it felt too good yeah, that was really funny it was like the man's never had a massage before he's Literally. like i have been underwater for seven years straight the crushing pressure of the water my body is made of steel and a woman's touch all over yes, me right now it's just me. i can't even talk and then when he's massaging her and quote-unquote tries to surprise her by showing a part of him and she turns around and he's got the fucking helmet on. Yeah. I understand what he was trying to do. If I would have been her, I would have punched him because it would have scared the yeah. shit out of me. And I love I how they... not <clears throat> expecting it. And it's this massive helmet. I would have yeah. turned around and freaked out. I love too how they like superimpose <laughs> the like Darth Vader noises. He's like, yeah, but let me put my thing on. He's like, oh, oh, 
dog like it's like oh my god they put like put in the the sound effects to make it sound like he's just with this tank on it was so funny yeah it was funny but she i, I would have lost it though i would have been like stop right but one one thing i will say is like i think she's had a couple days with peter so like there's a growth there but one thing i will say is that like the she had humongous crush energy big time big crush like it was like fireworks in her heart butterflies flying around she she was smitten yes and it was interesting because i didn't think she was like that at the very beginning it's like yeah. she got there on the date she was very nervous when she when the massage table like snapped when she sat on it she and like she was like so embarrassed but she was like i would have been more embarrassed if he wouldn't be so awkward yeah exactly <laughs> and it was like she was kind of ca- trying to like chip away at him and once she kind of cracked the surface and he opened up then we saw her crush energy because i yeah. felt like she was like in kind of a zone at the beginning of trying to be like, is this guy going to open up or is this going to be awkward or whatnot? But when they were sitting there and they were like looking, they are very cute together in their robes. Yes. And they had that pretty, you know, in depth conversation. And then they were in the pool making out. They were making out before they went back down. I was like, these two, it was, there was a moment later when after they came back down to Mm -hmm. the sand and she had talked to Peter and then John Henry was again like, I'd like to pull you again and got her on that day bed. And he had his hand on her leg and he was looking at her. He's like, I want to make this work. I was feeling, I was sweating. Right. The chemistry was thick. 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 Like that was the first moment of paradise where my heart rate was like elevated where I'm like, oh, this is an intense chemistry. Well, which leads me to the Peter piece. Yes. Which is shocking to me that she was even interested at that point. They hadn't yeah. kissed in multiple days. The chemistry didn't seem to be off the hook. Compared to the John Henry connection, I'm going, you're gone, Peter. And then he awkwardly kisses her too. Like that was the most awkward. And then, but, it, but it was only awkward for me because then she and her ITMs goes like, he goes, I've been waiting for the right moment to kiss you. And then he leans in kind of awkwardly and slowly. <laughs> and she, she goes, uh, you can see she, she kind of recoils in a weird way. And I thought, Oh, she's not into this. And she goes, is this the right moment? And he goes, I think so. And then he leans in and kisses her. And I thought it's over. And then next time the ITM hit, she goes, incredible kiss. Yeah. And I'm going, am I missing something here? Like what? I is going on if i had that connection with someone and it was the john henry connection and then i got this i'm like going hey you know you're great but like there's no this way. is this is what i think this is what i think when you see peter and olivia together i think it's way more comfortable i think part of that is the fact that they've been on the beach for like two weeks together already they both sure. were day one so they've spent a lot of time together when they're sitting together chatting the way Peter talks to her is very comfortable. Yes. The fact that he's like, I don't want you to go. They seem very yeah. safe they, with yeah, each other. And so I feel like there's Exciting that, and new versus safe. It's yeah, kinda I think that there's like, that yeah. level of like, oh no, I really like talking with this guy. Yeah. Like I enjoy being around him. But then Mr. JH comes in. And it's just Butterfly and City. And I, my whole body is flushed yes. because the butterflies are exploding. So she is in a pickle right big now. Time, big time. And she is going to need to decide between John Henry and Peter. And I have to tell you, I am loving and living for the fact that she is the bachelorette right now. I'm, I love that Olivia's having oh, her moment. Oh, her moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Kat loving. was a little bitter. She's like, Inter- interesting. <laughs> she like, there's a quick idea where she's just like, it looks like she's having a bit of a bachelorette moment. Mm, interesting. Well, Kat always seems a little bit Kat better. Kat loves it. 
Um, okay. And then we had another uh, gentleman come mm-hmm. to the sand. There's a lot of boys on the sand right now. Yeah. And it is John B. Mm-hmm. from Charity Season. Another one that all the women are like, oh my God, Sweetheart. he's so cute. But all the girls were like crushing yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. He talked to a couple of the ladies, but eyeballs were on Eliza. Yes. He pulled Eliza. I'm sweating. Yeah. Because I'm like an Aaron B and Eliza together. Aaron literally has a blanket over his head. And Paradise is like, oh no, these two feel like right now the strongest connection on the beach. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. I also feel like it's interesting that it's, you could tell it's very, unless you're like married, it's very exciting to have someone come down and pick you. Oh, of course. And that fucks with your head. Big even time. even if you're married, you're like, oh my god, someone is. No, here I'm just for saying. Me. I'm just saying. They're like, yes. So far, yes. Everyone said yes. I'm down to go on a date for sure. There hasn't been a turn down once. Which I am a big advocate of in paradise. Okay, you got to see all the. Options. I think even if you're locked in, I'm an advocate for going out on the date because yes. it's a little bit like, you know, when you're just there and then you kind of like get into like a hat it's like habitual a little bit and you kind of like get in a zone i think it's important to be like i'm on the beach i gotta talk to everybody and if someone asks me on a date i'm gonna go on a date now there's the risk then that your person then my that you're uh going back to then might get asked on a date you know i'm also a little bit like i want to see someone diss the person who goes on the date comes back and still wants them because oh. I want to see someone go, oh, just because it didn't work out with them, you choose me, which is kind of understandable. It's kind of like saying, I'm not saying it's wrong to go on the date, but I think it should be more of a risk to go on the date. Everyone sits on the beach, sad boy style, waiting for the person to come back and goes, do you still like me? I want a little bit of the tides to turn. I want someone to go on a date, come back, have it not go super well, then have to sweat. Well, unfortunately, the reason I think that that doesn't happen is because it depends on who has the rose power that week. Yes, that's true. So it's a little bit like, hey, like, you know, maybe if for like this week, the guys had the roses and then a woman would decide to go on a date with another guy that came down, and then that might happen. I don't know if this is going to happen because from the previews, but I, I see that person being cat. Like, I see oh, Tanner. Sure. If, if anyone was to do what I'm telling them to do, it would be Tanner goes on a date. It doesn't work out. And then Kat comes back and goes, interesting. So the second <laughs> fiddle over here, uh, you want him back. Mm, interesting. Nope. Like, and then I have faith. Down. I want Kat to really keep leaning into that villain energy and just diss Tanner for going on a that date. That would be wild. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Eliza and John B are talking. They're vibing. Yeah. And he ends up asking her to go on the date with him. Eliza pulls Aaron. Yes. Thank you, God. (laughs) She pulls Aaron and she's like, here's the thing. And this all very much made sense to me when I heard it all laid out. Because at first I'm like, oh, God, you're going to go on the date with him. uh Like, this is a risk. But when she laid it out, it all very made very much made sense to me where she's like, here's the problem with what I did last time is I got locked in. And then all of a sudden when someone came down later that I thought I was interested in, 
it became explosive because I had locked in with someone way too early. Right. I'm like, that makes sense to me. Yep. It made total sense. And I felt like Aaron was extremely gracious about it. Even he, he though made he it clear, was, though. He's like, I really don't want you on this I don't date. want you to go on. He and did I the Peter. I, I loved it, too. Honest. And then, you know, what I loved even more is in his ITM when he was, like, talking about how Eliza is, like, the fig jam to his, uh, his cheese board, yes. right? And that, you know, you want that cheese board to always be there. You don't want anybody else to know about the cheese board. You want that cheese board there with your wine. I was like, Aaron, I see you. You're speaking my love language. I thought it was a little strange. <laughs> it definitely was. He was being very serious, and then he brought up the cheese board. It was like a weird thing. Also, charcuterie boards are meant to share. Bad example. <laughs> Maybe hamburger, something that's kind of more you. Yeah, but when you're passionate. But like when, when you're but, passionate but no about one, the but cheese. The charcuterie board is a classic share plate. So don't bring up a share plate. Maybe it's a share plate to you. I want it to myself. Very few people order a charcuterie board for themselves. And you're looking at one of them, okay? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's kind of like, it's like if he was to be like, she's my escape room and maybe you're the only person that goes, yeah, just like how I like that, my own escape room. Everyone's like, well, it's usually something we do with friends. Something you share. An escape room to me is alone. A charcuterie board to me is alone. It's it's just a singular activity. Understandable. Um, But... You know, Eliza ends up going on the date with John B. They do kiss. I will say the whole time I was watching it, I even though they were kissing, I was like, I feel like the chemistry is way more intense with Eliza and Aaron. It was like fun crush energy, but it wasn't like connection connection. Yeah. So I was not surprised that when Eliza came back, that she, she was to... like, listen, Aaron, I'm so excited to see you. I'm happy to be back. It made me very happy for yes. Aaron. And it seems like she's locked in with Aaron. I don't think that she'll be giving her rose to John B. I mean, you like never it. know, but it John seems B like... John B. seemed to pick up on like, ooh, I got to figure something else out yes, here. Yes, yes. And I have high hopes for Aaron B. and Eliza. I think mm-hmm. they, like I said, I yeah. said this last week, I think. I think they go all the way. Seems I think they solid. maybe even get engaged. Ooh. I Right now, they seem to have the biggest shot. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, okay. So while this is all happening, yes. the Paradise Truth Box is introduced. Yes. Wells lets them know they can be dropping their truths, the tea, mm-hmm. all these things. Mm-hmm. Now, I see Brayden smirk immediately. And I got to tell you, cutting to later in the episode, when they do read the truths, and at least from the editing, all of them are negatively about Cat. All I pictured was everyone else leaving the truth box and go having going and having a drink by the daybeds and Brayden furiously writing a hundred truths out and stuffing the box. It's funny. I thought it was more like Brayden wrote two. Aaron wrote 47. <laughs> or there's that. Because Aaron has much more of a justice complex for his friends than he does himself. Yes. yes. So Aaron is like, I wrote 17, hence the way he reacted. Maybe that's why. Because yes, when Wells is only reading the surfacey ones, he's like, let's get to the fucking good shit. I know it's in there. And, it breaks. And this is where we figure something out. This is where. So I want to declare this because yeah. I have been a little critical of Aaron. Yeah. Um, in his rage. Yeah. Is what, and but then also very supportive of his attitude and vibe when he was with Sam. Yes, we need Aaron in a relationship. Yeah. Aaron in a relationship is sweet puppy boy. Yeah. The second Sam left, he literally became. He, you saw that the look of anger rising again, and he's like, Ugh. and like, also, hey man, we don't have to break the box. I'm sure there's a little latch that you just open up the box. Yeah, yeah. But he breaks the box, and this is where. 
so he brings it back, and then we saw a little side of Wells. Did you notice that Wells got pissed? Did he? Wells was annoyed as shit. Wells was probably like, I worked this out. I, I picked the, the light ones to kind of get us going, and then I'm going to bring the heat. And Aaron, Aaron sabotages the whole thing. Then Wells, he hands him back and goes, go ahead, man, read the good shit. And then Wells goes, no, you read it, man. You broke it anyway. It was like, and he, and he wasn't being funny. Wells is mad. Wells has like been drinking all day, and he's on edge. He's on edge. Um, and, and, and again, it was like, Aaron didn't, ha- didn't read those quotes in a way that was like, <laughs> he wrote it like, here, here it comes, cat. Here it comes. Listen, Aaron was an agent of chaos on the sand. Uh, he, was, he even said, like, if I'm going to go home, I might as well just like and you know rip what? this thing Listen, to the ground. I got to tell you something. I loved it. I loved it. I, loved I it. was like, thank you, Aaron. I like, I appreciate the fact that you are hitting the sand and you're like, I'm going to help catch this beach on fire. And, if it wasn't and I know I'm going home. Yeah. We saw a confrontation moment with Kat and Aaron S. Aaron S. Very calm and low key the entire time. But this was the only time I've been on Kat's side. Was when Kat looked at him and goes, I don't have to tell you anything and you don't deserve oh, me sure, sure, to have sure, a conversation. Sure, sure. And I did kind of have this moment where I pulled out. And I'm like, why is she talking to Aaron about the but, way she behaved about her, his friends? But there I'm like was, going, wait there a second, was a am moment, I missing something but here? hear me out with this one. There was a moment earlier in the episode where it's Aaron S, Brayden, Eliza, and Aaron B. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Brayden is talking about his feelings with the whole like cat situation. And Aaron S is in this moment being the mature angel on Brayden's shoulder where he's kind of like talking about cat. And then Aaron says, well, you know what though? It wasn't the fact that like she, she said no to you. It was the lack of communication. Yes. And then and then Brayden's like, well, if I would have known that she was planning on hitting the sand and having a wild summer bouncing from one guy to another. And then Aaron S goes, which is totally fine. Right. <laughs> I felt like it was a little bit like Aaron S is the father of Brayden being really like, is. well, I'm I am counting myself responsible to make sure that Brayden doesn't get in trouble again. Brayden was the villain on charity season because he fucking runs his mouth. Now we're besties. So now I am supervising Brayden yes. to make sure that whenever he is walking around and says something that I'm behind his back going, it's a, it, that's fine though she can be with yes. whoever she wants it's paradise da, 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 da. because the one moment that Aaron S let Braden out of his sight we saw what he did when he talked to Rachel and blew Sean's cover 100% the second that, that Aaron S that Braden was off the Aaron S lead Aaron he was S, like he, he just, didn't have the collar yeah, on Aaron S is the supervisor and so a little bit when he talked to Kat I was like well he's supervising you know for Braden he's yes. a little bit the go between because he's like I don't want my buddy here I mean I swear to God Aaron S probably had an earpiece in the whole time with Braden when to the Kat, bathroom he goes no 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 when, like, but when Kat and Braden were talking I swear to God Aaron S had an earpiece in yes. and was like Braden don't say anything you got don't this. say anything you're a king you're a king i swear to god um but i know we're bouncing around here but let's discuss cat for a second before we talk brandon and sean and uh and rachel uh and jess after the truth box is broken open and the beach erupts cat is like a a bat out of hell it it was like a powder keg it was just it was like once she got triggered. Uh-huh. There was no coming back. No coming back. Like she's yelling to the point where people are on the beach and they can hear her yelling in her ITMs. And everybody's talking about it. So obviously. And we've never really seen the the third wall broken where you're like, 
there's ITMs going on and people are like noticing it yes. while they're a part of it. Yes. Um, and she's yelling so that I need a fucking shot and like all this <laughs> stuff, but only because she's being called out for her bad behavior. It's not, hey, you know, we're just starting a gossip train for no reason. It's like you're getting called out for something that everyone agrees is wrong. And instead of instead of going, maybe I did do something wrong. Let me let me do some inventory here. It's now I'm against everyone. And here's and my like, thing. I could geez. be like, I, I'm a little bit like, obviously, editing is sure. a beast on this show. You can't right? edit the screaming. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> not the, an ITM portion, but it's like editing is a beast on this show. So I could see like, OK, they're making it look a certain way. She had told Brayden before, maybe. There were they were talking for a long time. Sure, the part then where I go, I don't think so, is because we find out that she hadn't told Brayden beforehand because Jess was like, you didn't tell him, and she's like, well, I told him now. And then also when you have all of her friends saying, hey, how you tr handled Brayden and treated him in this situation wasn't okay, makes me think that we are seeing a good portion of actually the reality of what happened. And then we have her sit down with Tanner where Tanner is essentially like, Tanner has been trying to like <laughs> ignore the red. It, she basically is a pirate ship in there. And the, and the flag is all red. Like it's like, here comes a pirate ship and they, instead of a pirate flag, it's just a red and flag. And he's been trying all day. He's probably been hanging out with her being like, Oh, this no, is a oh, lot no. worse than I thought. And then he's hearing the screaming and he's kind of going, okay, maybe the fact, maybe, maybe there is a chance that the entire beach isn't wrong. Yes. Like that every single person doesn't like you. Yeah. Might be a little bit of a awareness problem here. And the thing is too, as soon as Tanner is talking to her, he says, well, I did talk to Brayden. And we hear that Brayden let Tanner know. Oh and I'm like, my. but of course Brayden did. And you know, that's going to set Kat off. But Tanner was hearing. Tanner should have had a shield with him. And my guess is this. He said Brayden told him. But like, I also think that probably most of the people on the beach told Brayden him. Brayden told him. And then he also like spoke with a bunch of people. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, it was bad. And as soon as Tanner, as soon as Kat could smell that Tanner was potentially off the sauce. That is when she went to the ITMs and, and all hell broke loose. And I have never seen, <laughs> I don't think I've ever witnessed this to have a contestant shouting at the producers the whole time. Like it wasn't like, oh, one moment she was raising her voice. She was looking because you have to imagine this, the ITM situation, it's the producer behind the camera asking the contestant questions. So they're prompting her and she's, shouting back they're like let her go and she's going and if you were to take off. a camera and turn it around from her view to the every all you see is teeth because everyone's smiling so big like yes they're like give it to us give it to <laughs> this us this is exactly what we wanted and we didn't even have to prompt you that was the equivalent of when you see a kid at target like yeah. screaming on the floor and hitting the ground because they didn't get candy like that she threw a legitimate fit it was a full temper tantrum full energy tantrum. now listen i understand being in her position and thinking I bet that the producer stuffed that goddamn truth box with shit about me mm -hmm. and thinking nobody on the beach thinks this and they're just trying to, it's either Brayden, Aaron S or the producers who are just trying to really light my fire and being really mad about that. I'd be pissed too. Yeah. I'd be like, leave me alone. I'm now seeing somebody go talk to somebody else on the beach, whatever, but you got to control 
the 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 explosion of emotion knowing that again you're on camera <laughs> and that you're shouting in the ITMs is not going to go well for you. Yeah. You're going to be in every preview and every clip shouting. Yes. That was wild. So we end wild. up seeing previews for next episode where it's her birthday. And let's be clear, she's saying about Tanner, she's like selfish. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Here we go. But let me also say this to you. I've been on a date on my birthday. I'm going to make something clear to any future contestants going on Bachelor in Paradise. On The Bachelor or Bachelorette, you always say it's your birthday. They give you special treatment. Yes. The lead gives you your gives you a rose and you typically get a one-on-one. On Bachelor in Paradise, even if it is your birthday, you never say it's your birthday. I don't care if you're a birthday queen or king. If it is your birthday, never say it because you will always be cursed. You will always get absolutely screwed on your birthday. Yes. It is a historical fact. A so historical. Just Bachelor, Bachelorette, lie and say it's your birthday. Bachelor in Paradise, even if it's your birthday, lie and say it's not. Okay. That's just a tip. That's a tip, but don't do it because we love to see the train. <laughs> sure, of course. Okay. Um, the other big drama, yes. the final drama that yes. was on the beach, um, involved Sean, Braden, Jess, and Rachel. Yeah, what were your thoughts on this? I have to tell you, I was getting so many giggles and cringies through the whole thing because as soon as the truth box is brought out, Sean is like, it's my time. I don't need this box. I am going to take all this energy and I'm going to let Jess know that I have feelings for her. Especially because he's a master of body language too. You know what I mean? So like he knows he that knows Jess is like very Jess much obsessed. into him. He's yeah. like, yeah, of course. He's like, she loves Taylor Swift and she loves me. Okay. What would Swifty do? And then he wrote a song, by the way, <laughs> that was like written because it had like rhymes yeah, and it know, all made sense. Like he had prepared that ITM moment because he's like trained. hundred percent. He loves the show. He loves the show. When he pulls Jess aside, Jess is so iconic during this part mm -hmm. because she could not be less interested in fact jess is disgusted by sean let's make that clear the last person on the beach she'd want to be with the show she's literally like any other guy could come and talk to me and maybe i'd be like i'll hear him out and it's like of all guys this one she friend zoned him so hard it was everything it was like i love you like a brother i mean literally she said she's a like, version so of that. like i mean love you i mean like not, not like, like love that, you but like but a brother like, or like, we're like a friend. friends but like and he's like he's so like, what are you trying Ooh. to say and i'm like sean don't make her spell it out the level to which he made her keep having to clarify. I'm like, if you're an expert in body language, please take the hint. When you see hint. her recoil, <laughs> that means it's not happening. So he, and you know, I will say this. I thought it was bad played. I thought he should have stuck it out, got the rose, then went after Jess. If, you want, if, you're, if you're playing true. the game, but like the day before or the day of, like yeah. we don't know if this night is going to be the night they do the rose ceremony. It's like, if it is, you're playing this game hours before the rose ceremony. How about bad if move. you want to play the game, dive into Rachel a little bit more, kind of lock the rose in, then over the next day or so kind of start chatting with Jess, see if something comes natural. But the last minute ditch your person, which is already a red flag to Jess, going, wait a second, out of the blue, you're ditching Rachel without even talking to her? A and queen, talking to me. a bachelorette. Exactly. Like, it's bad moves doing? all around. He absolutely sabotaged himself so bad. And that you're going to do that of all people to a bachelorette, like royalty of the franchise, you're going to try to go behind her back and snake. The fact that he... And you he, think you can beat out Blake? I mean, I love you, man. But I mean, geez, my God. Like there are levels Come to this game on dude and also the audacity to pull jess aside no conversations with blake he's standing there no conversations with rachel he's just pulling up a wild hail mary you gotta love someone that just has such a high view of themselves <laughs>
Because he always says like, sorry, <laughs> let me know if you know anyone who loves a guy who looks like Ken. Like he literally says that. He's it's like, like, Jess is going to love this. It's like, dude, you can't not like me. He's like, Jess is going to be so excited He's when like, she finds dude, out that I have a crush said, on her. I quit my job for the show. I was like, don't worry, big guy. Your dad will hire you back. <laughs> That's the first thing. That's the first thing I thought. It was like, your job? You mean your dad's company? Get out of here, bro. Well, we're like, we all know that your dad is some, like, what, fucking senator or something, and you have all your, like, crazy country club photos. Like, I'm sure. You know your dad gave you a job, but like, it's like a cl- it's the type of job where your dad has to justify to his accountants why they're yeah, paying you. Yeah, or your dad's going to make a call, and you'll have a job again yeah, immediately. Dude, get like, get out of here don't, don't do that. Don't do that, my guy. But then, but then simultaneously what's happening is then Blake and some of the guys are chatting yeah. and Blake, God bless St. Blake is like, Brayden, what are you doing? Like you and Rachel kind of vibe. You're not going to, you're not going to attempt. He's clearly not into Rachel. It was a great move on Blake to get, cause he knew Jess wasn't going to go with him. He knew it. was it. a great way to kind of get him back oh, yeah. while he was playing over Saint there. Blake, he that knew was a going smart on. move. Slick. Like, you know, what's interesting is that that girl over there who, uh, whose boyfriend's talking also, to my girlfriend. I don't imagine Blake and Sean getting along. I no. could be wrong, no. but you know, adventure King Blake and you like, know, Blake's trust like cool, front, cool trust with everyone. Sean. Oh yeah. He's, but he's fine like, with everybody. But he's like, that guy rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. and now he's messing with my girl. Okay. Yeah. Zing. Done. Uh-huh. Well then, Brayden goes over and gets he literally dive bombs in between Rachel and Tyler yeah. who are exes by the way yeah. and having, like, oh, shoot. having like an intimate conversation he jumps in between them like, like where belly they're all flops touching. yes and then I guess Tyler Tyler's walks like, oh, away okay, bye. <laughs> and he's like so Rach here's the bottom line and tells her essentially that how like what is she feeling when it comes to Sean and you can right away tell that she's like, well, There's no I one mean, else, but we're vibing, I we're guess. We're talking chill, like yeah. it is what it is. And he's like, okay, well, because, you know, Sean's talking to Jess and is in a situation where he's like, well, Rachel likes me so much. And so like, I got that locked down, but I, you know, you are cute. You know, it's like, oh boy. And I'm going to tell what you a slick move. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm on the sand. Nothing, and this is in real it's life so too. Funny, you're gonna say this would make me see red more than hearing that some guy that you that don't really like, I don't really like, is going around and telling people on the beach that you're locked. That I am so into him, and he feels bad that he's gonna have to shut me down. I would lose my. It's mind. It's funny when that happened. I literally thought. That would be Jess's number one trigger. My whole body recoiled when Brayden said that. And I was like, Rachel, get him. Yeah. Get him. There's nothing more enraging than someone who you feel about saying that you're obsessed with them. And that you're like, oh. And then also, too, if I'm Rachel, I'm like, I have not been treated like royalty on this Mm -mm. beach. They made me come down first. And now some rando is going to say that I'm obsessed with him. I will eat you for breakfast and spit you out for lunch. I love, too, how (gasps) the revenge made out. That was everything. You know, it was on the it was on the truth box. It was like they should make out, and they're like, yeah. And they went <laughs> like, ah, like just to get him, just to like this is for you, Sean. And so then Rachel is like, looks at Brayden, and she's like, hold up, yeah, I have someone to talk to, and she flies down the sand, and she's like, Sean, 
we need to have a discussion. And her She's going like, my blood off. Is boiling. She literally was like, I'm trying not to freak out. Her going off on Sean, where it's just like, who do you think you are? Because that's what was going on. It was like, who do you think you are? We have a situation going on where we both know we're not really vibing with the other one and we're exchanging roses until that person comes down. We both know this. You're going to go and try to humiliate me by saying I'm obsessed with you. Like you're in the bunks with the guys at night and are like, yeah, you guys, you know, I don't know what it is, but you know how the babes, they all, they all are obsessed with me and Rachel. God, nice girl, sweet girl. But like, God, she won't give me any space. I'm like, I don't want to break her heart, but like, you know. I'm a player, man. What can you gotta I say? let me fly, babe. Ooh. I would freak. He is taken aback. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a response to this because it's right. And but. it's like he realizes that he messed with royalty. Yeah, yeah. It's like you went too far, my guy. Mm-hmm. And then when he tries to, and she's like, I need to have a moment alone and walks off. And then he walks in the same direction and is talking to the guys. And when she looks back at him like, Why are you and this? is like, why are you still here? And he's like, um, should I go be on the beach alone? And it was like practically like, yeah. Well, he, he pulled kind of a cat moment because then because then she goes, yeah, you should. He goes, fine. Aaron, be with me now. <laughs> like he goes, well, these are my friends. And she's like, I don't care. And he's like, Aaron, be come with me. And Aaron's like, I don't I don't know. I was having a drink. He's I was like, having I a good time. I don't want to go with you. Friends. This is heavy. This sucks. Aaron, be get all her hair. But when she whips around at him and is like, why are you still here? Yeah. I was like, kick him off the kick beach, off. Rachel. So now then there's the drama yeah. because Sean finds out that essentially Brayden, <laughs> because Rachel says Brayden was the one who spilt the beans. Yeah. Sean's pissed. Yeah. Sean is like, who was there for you, Brayden, when you were heartbroken over Kat? This is all true. But what I'd like Sean to remember is that he talked mad shit on Brayden for like months straight. And he now has had his back for like three days. Okay. So this whole thing of like, I have your back and now you're going to do this to me. It's like, you're not thinking on your feet, my guy, Sean. You talk shit on Brayden for a long time. Now it's time for revenge. Yes. But I don't think Brayden did it in a revengeful way. No, Brayden, Brayden, Brayden just does the the vomit thing like he did with the with the with the um with the what was it during the reunion when oh, it was FP, the FP when he like told thing. everybody he told everyone he wasn't even trying to do it mean he was just like I don't know I'm such a truthful guy I think that was the same thing I think that he was trying to kind of be real about the moment he was trying to get with her I think he was trying to get with Rachel think, I don't think it was like the super vindictive thing but I also thought. Sean, you're not built for this show, man. Telling your mortal enemy as of three days ago that you guys just made up your deep secrets about how you feel about Rachel. It's like, pro, like telling another single guy how you feel about your current girl. It's like amateur thinking, behavior. Thinking that might not come back on you. It's like, pro, like such an amateur move. Amateur like, behavior. I love Sean. Sean always <laughs> finds a way to sabotage himself. Like even when he was doing with charity and he like it was killing it and he got the game, he found a way to blow the whole thing wide open. Oh. And now she's like, you know, it's just he's 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 rinse and repeat. Oh, absolutely. And he no, the fact that he is now just like, I'm so disappointed in Brayden just makes me giggle because I'm like, cut to a few months ago when you were just talking mad shit. But no, I, I really I agree. I feel like Brayden Brayden was like Rachel's my my rose option, right? And I vibe her with her. I think she's hot. And then he just did the verbal the, the, the verbal vomit, the verbal diarrhea where he just said it all. Because as soon as he was done saying it and she ran off, he goes to the guys, he goes, I think I made a mistake. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he goes, I fucked that up. 
That was hilarious. He was like, he's like, he oh, was like, oh damn it, I did it oh, again. Oh god, I, I said, I said Sean's name. God, I brought up Sean. Yeah. I was just, he knew. I thought like, she knew. Hey, I'm like, guys, oh I think god, I that up. That was really <laughs> funny. That was like, a, that was like a kid who just like, uh oh, I just spilled the cookies. That like, to me was such a tell that it wasn't an intentional yeah, sabotage. He was just vomiting, ver- verbally vomiting, and then he was and then just he realized, like, oh, yeah, uh-oh. whoopsie daisy, yeah. did it again. Hundred uh, percent. He's like. He's like um, Kristen Wiig in SNL when they do the like <laughs> the, can't tell the surprise one. She's like, "It's your birthday!" No, like that. Brayden is very much like slip on a banana peel 100%. energy. Like he's gonna slip on a banana peel. He's gonna go flying. Whoopsie Daisy. You know what I mean? That that is the energy. Um, but guess what? Maybe it was calculated. Maybe it wasn't. Whatever it was, he got Rachel like riled up, and she got pissed at Sean. So she is done. Thank God, because I was really like, Rachel, yeah, get out of there. Waiting for it to end. And now it looks like, you know, Rachel and Brayden are going to give it a shot. And yeah. who knows if it ends up working out there. Yeah. The preview for that date looked uh, sexy. Spicy. We'll see. Maybe Brayden, she was saying she's like, he brings out a different side of me. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, I see it happening. <laughs> I don't know. Good but episode, it will, though. It will be absolute chaos next week, but it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be great. It, I think it's going to ramp up here. It looks like next week with the cat birthday situation, it's going to be absolute chaos. Oh, my god! I cannot wait. Um, okay, so just as a heads up, everybody, this is the only episode that yes. you're going to get from us this week. If you haven't checked out our last week's episode, we did three last week, mm-hmm. so check those out. Um, but we're now, now that Love is Blind is done, we are officially back to... The every other week, one episode, two episodes, one episode, mm-hmm. two episodes. So we'll do uh, Monday drops and then Monday, Wednesday drops, mm-hmm. Monday, Monday, Wednesday. And our uh, every other Wednesday drops, we're going to be talking some F-Boy Island. We're going to be do- covering some of the hot topics with that. So make sure that you're watching F-Boy Island. We'll be having some exciting guests, doing some fun call homes, yes. all of this stuff. So Absolutely. looking forward to that. Um should we do a call Quick home? Quick call home? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. Remember, you can always call home. Yes. Hey, Mom and Dad. This is your daughter, Kat. Hi, Kat. I'm a nurse and a wife and a mama to two little boys who are a kindergartner and a three-year-old. Um, I know you typically do a lot of relationship questions but I have a parenting question for oh, you. Okay. And I'm especially hoping that Jess has some good feedback because I really appreciate her theater background take. So my kindergartner is in his very, very first play um, in December. He's going to be a hyena in The Lion King. Oh, I'm super cute. excited for him. We've been practicing lines and he is phenomenal, oh. which is surprising to me um, <laughs> because I don't have a theater background. The dilemma is in December is my 30th birthday and my husband and I are planning on going to Las Vegas and celebrating my birthday with about 20 people and um, also renewing our vows. Dang, brag much? 20 (laughs) people. It's our seventh wedding anniversary this year. And so we just really want to do something Mm. special. So I've been planning this for about a year, maybe two. Oh, wow. And so... I just don't know what to do because my son's play is literally the day that we leave and I just want to make him feel special and Mm. I am devastated that I'm going to miss it and I have other family that's going to be here to support him but I didn't know if you have any advice for how to make him feel special and loved and Mm -hmm. make me feel a little bit less guilty. 
All right. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Bye. Oh, cat. Uh, Dilemma. Is, this is tough. That's I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that, you know, this is your birthday you've been planning for so long and then also the vow renewal with you and your partner and it just you know the yeah, timing of it it's a lot sometimes that just yeah that can be a lot um well first of all i want to say this that you have a big heart and you love your little ones so mm-hmm. much so know that like you're probably gonna feel it a lot more than they are as a parent in this situation, age wise, like you are going to be feeling this. So, you know, make sure that you're doing whatever is going to protect your heart and peace the most. I know that you said that you guys have been planning this for uh, a year, two years, and there's 20 people. But if you feel like you will be miserable thinking about this the entire time, there's part of me that's like you said that it's the first, the play is the very first night that you um, all are gone. If you think that like you are not going to be able to enjoy that mm. night at all and you are just going to be wrestling with your heart, I'm like, is there a world in which, you know, maybe you and your husband are able to meet up with everyone really late that night? Yeah, flat like, after. Yeah, or something. like you're able to go to the play and then just shoot over and, you know, everyone, there's a bunch of people there, they'll be good. Um, and then you join them late that evening. If there's a world in which that's possible, I feel like that might be the easiest on your heart mm-hmm. because, you know, you're there to celebrate your birthday. But if you know that you're just going to be a wreck thinking yeah. about it the whole time, that would be my initial yeah. thought. Um, but if you're not able to do that, um, I would I would talk to your little one about it. I would ask your, um, your kiddo what would make them feel special. I think often um, as adults, we can sometimes think that, oh, when they're young, you know, they might not be able to communicate certain wants and desires. I don't think that that's the truth. I think often our little ones are so tuned in and able to communicate what they desire. And so if you ask your little one, like, you know, mommy and daddy, we are so proud of you. And obviously your child knows that you sound like an amazing parent that you're helping them with their lines and are so proud of them. Um, But if you are then able to be like, hey, listen, mommy and daddy, we love you so much. We're so proud of you. We know we're not going to be able to be there, but we want to make sure that you know how proud we are of you. What would make you feel the most loved? What would sound the best? And maybe give, um, because they're only in kindergarten, maybe give them a few options. Like, do you want us to be FaceTiming during the play? Maybe one of your relatives that's going to be there could be holding up the FaceTime the whole time and then they can take screenshots of you watching or and then maybe you can send a video afterwards mm. to your little one of like what fa- what your favorite part was and so that they know that you were there the whole time FaceTiming after um, and maybe a special delivery for them or one of your relatives has a special toy or flowers or something like that. Um, I think those are a few options, but I do think talking to your child about this um, and giving an option or two might be really beneficial for you and your and your kid. And again, like I said, too, even if you can't be there in person, maybe there's a world where you can FaceTime during the performance and then send like a video after. Yeah talking about it yeah and it's like you're practically there you know yeah i agree with everything you said i think the facetime thing is good Mm -hmm. just like facetime right after i'd be like hey how'd it go and at least you can kind of like see that that's happening um 
Uh, one one thing too, I agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Just to piggyback on that, <clears throat> one thing I will say is kindergarten's young. Yeah. So I think the older you get, the harder it is. The more they remember. Yeah. Kindergarten's pretty young. What is that? Four or five. So I do think that like there is a level of like they'll be fine. Take care of yourself. Go mm-hmm. on that vacation that you need. Get that break you need. You know, it's also more than you're just going on a little vacation. You're doing the vow renewal. Obviously, it's not ideal. Obviously, it's not yeah. what you want. This is a, you know. Don't go if you're going to be tortured by it. It's kind of that thing, too, what Jess was saying. But also, um, uh, the less you make it as big of a deal to the kiddo, too, might help. So the more, That's like, no, I'm so sorry. Yep. It's going to be, uh, but like the more you make it like, hey, we're not going to be able to be there, but, you know, grandma and grandpa are going to be there, yep. and we're going to be FaceTiming you. It's going to be so awesome, and we're going to be getting all your next ones. Da, da, da. The more positive. you make it just kind of positive yeah. and fine, mm-hmm. I think the more they'll echo that energy. But if you hit them with the, like, you're crying, and you feel so bad, and then they're seeing that, well, yeah, why aren't you? And then it's like a whole thing. If you're going to commit to going to this, to this birthday party and vow renewal, then just be like, Make them feel confident in the fact that everything's okay. Uh, yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. and as much as it is going to be, you know, you're going to be having probably all the emotions and feelings when you say bye before you head out to the trip, and you're probably want to have one of those meltdown moments where you're like, oh my God, I would try to keep it in and wait until you get in the car, and then you have the meltdown just to echo exactly what you're yeah. saying, Evan, too, so that your little one is just feeling the excitement on their big day um, and just that positive energy and not then carrying the, like, stress of parents and yeah. their grief through this process yes, you know 100 i agree uh, tough situation i know i'm yeah, so totally sorry but sending you so much love Absolutely. you're an amazing mom you're gonna do great the fact that you're warring with this is a is a good thing yeah so 100 well we love you guys all right everyone we'll see you next week see you next week have a great week you guys all right Mwah. bye, bye.